What's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams back in here with another YouTube live stream. Uh, shout out to the Coach Gang. And that's you. For being in here, being involved, and being active on this YouTube channel. And welcome to the Wake Up Show, part of the Free Agent Lifestyle Podcast. Here on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel, you in here with the Bruce Wayne of this ish, the king of kings, the king of content, and the speaker of truth. Yours truly, the notorious one, a.k.a. Mr. Coachellini, and also the prognosticator, better known as the prognosticator, Coach Adamas. We got a great show for you today. And don't say I told you so, because I told you. Brothers can't wait for a soldier. All right, shout out to me as well. I did say the Kansas City Chiefs was going to win. All right, and uh, I was, you know, it was a shaking ground. It was a toss-up, 51-50. You know, I won a couple of bucks. I did say Kansas City was going to win the game, although Philadelphia did play well. So I want to want to shout out the Eagles. I know that was a disappointing way to go off. And yes, that it was a pass interference. So I don't want to hear cry, Eagles, cry. I don't want to hear cry, Eagles, cry, cry, Eagles, cry. I don't want to hear none of that shit. <laughs> All right. It was a pass interference. It was a ticky tack, but it was a pass interference. But anyway, but anyway. Shout out to everybody else. Script was on script. <laughs> script was on script. Hey, man, it is what it is. But we got a great show today. Uh, listen, never say I didn't tell you so. And one of the one of the points that I try to get men to do here first, you know what? I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself because there's got to be a lot of new people here. They're going to figure out they're, they're trying to figure out what this show was about. This show was not about the hate of anyone. We, we do not promote. And let me put my banner up. I don't promote hate or harm of any person based on their gender relationship status, race, class, or their size. I do provide descriptions of you as well, so you can't be mad when I describe you. Okay, you can't be mad when I describe you. I'm not talking about you. I'm just describing what you look like or who you are, personalities, and all of that stuff. Yes, indeed. New, 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 new world order. All right, and so we got to slow it down just a little bit because what we do here is we teach men to get out of the red pill rage, all right? I was in the red pill rage stage. I've discussed this before. There's five stages of men going through the understanding of women. What we teach is the understanding of women, okay? Not the hate of women or men, all right? I teach men about understanding themselves. And yes, I do catch men in their feelings every now and then, okay? But this is the understanding. And one of the understanding points that I teach men is that you don't know what your girl has been doing before you met her, and there's no way to find out. Now, she has an onus or a bonus to lie about it, all right? But a lot of times, they don't even have to lie. We can see it right in front of our eyes, all right? We can see it right in front of our eyes, and one of the things we see, but then we get mixed up because we hear, because we refuse to trust women's actions, and we only trust their words, is one of the things that I've been saying is a lot of women have done one of these two things. They dated older men when they were younger, and or if they didn't cheat on their in a relationship, they were the other person that they, they were the side chick. All right. Or they were the ones who was happening. They were the other woman and the guy was married. All right. And so they will come out here in the spirit of virtue and they will say, hey, look, I'm a virtuous woman. A.K.A. I'm a Proverbs 31 woman. And everybody says that. But you also looking at it as, well, we're, we're all the cheaters. We're all the bad women. We're all the women raising their hands like, yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah, I cheated on my husband. <laughs> or I was the other woman, or I dated older men when I was in high school, because you know they're there. I mean, they're there. I mean, it's there, but you're not hearing anyone admit it, and they're all, well, I'm a good woman. You know, it's like, 
And so what we teach men is never trust their words, always trust their actions. When they come in the spirit of rebuke and rebel, and when they see an older man who has the resources and doing what he's doing, they see an older man dating younger woman, they lose their mind. They're like, this is reprehensible. We went over this with your boy, Leonardo DiCaprio. All these women crawled up out of, from under their rock to talk about how reprehensible it is. And I said, what are they talking about? When they were younger, they dated either slightly older men or really older men. And many of them had a an, an affair with an older man. When I say affair, not a marital affair, but they had a situationship, a relationship with a significantly older man, meaning over 10 years old, over 10 year age gap. They had one, it didn't work out, and then they're on this whole crusade about other women. When Now that they're older, they want to talk about these other women when they're younger having the same relationships with older men. And they'll say it doesn't work. Well, listen, I can say that just about every relationship. I can find relationships with zero age gap and show you it doesn't work. Okay? So what I'm doing today is we're going to take a look at Nia Long. You know what? I'm going to play the clip. I normally don't do this. I normally don't do this, okay? And when I say they dated older men, um, we're talking about in a variety of ways, somewhat a romantic way, somewhat a sugar baby way. Someone, some of these girls are streetwalkers and you don't know it. See, I'm teaching you these things and I'm not teaching you to promote it. I'm teaching you to understand. I'm teaching you to understand. And yes, there's a woman here sitting here watching my show like, this isn't true, as if she didn't go through middle school, high school, junior college, college, her early work experience, marriage, divorce, and then not see one of these women that I'm talking about. Not, not, not even one. This is what I find deplorable. I haven't even hung out with that many women compared to how, uh, how women hang out. They go to clubs, watching women snort lines in the damn bathroom, watching women go into full mental breakdown. They act like, oh, what? I've never seen one woman like you're describing. Mm. Like, where do you live? Tupelo, Mississippi. <laughs> where do you live? You went through a whole sorority. You went through a college. You went to junior college and struggled. You were a whole barista stripper when you were 17 on a fake ID. Nightclubs at 19 and 20. And then you're going to look at me going, what are you talking about? Most of you guys have uh, done free base, crack, lines, weed, marijuana laced with weed. I mean, just marijuana laced with coke. And then you're going to look at me like, what are you talking about? We don't play that game over here. We give it to you straight, laced, that blue magic, hardcore, raw. That's what we do over here. And if you don't like it, you can kiss my ass. I really don't care. You know what I mean? Listen, the buzzer is on fire. The buzzer is on They didn't pop Molly, Perks. They didn't done all of this shit. And then you're running around here. Guys, like, look, have you ever met a woman that ever admitted, like when you first met them? Yeah, I dig free base. I did. I snorted lines of coke. I, I had a wee habit. I slept with weed dealers. I did Molly. I did perk ecstasy. Have you ever had heard a woman outright admit that? No. However, they do it. <laughs> All right. They be out there doing it and they be doing it for free or they give up that body. They give up that body. None, none, none of them are will admit it, but they all want to get wifed up. Then later on down the line, you find out she used to snort lines in the damn nightclub. All right. Provided by you see what I mean? You guys got to understand that's the same as when I'm telling you about these other things. And guys are like, really? Not really, coach. Not really. Yep. Yep. Same thing about same same thing about um uh, the tattoo uh, girls with tattoos. Oh, I like girls with tattoos. I was like, yeah, but she for these streets. Yeah. In these streets. No, how, no, she's a good one. Yeah, she's she's cool. to hate. 
she's one of the coolest women to hang out because they're going to be almost themselves. But what you don't know about girls with tattoos is that the tattoo artists clap them cheeks. Clap them. At least one of them did, right? At least one. <laughs> right. Anyway, look, let's get into it. Let's get into it. And so are you cool with that? Listen, I'm cool with that. I know a cool tattoo artist out here. I bumped into him. He a member of the coach gang. All right. But I'm saying they be bumping. They be they be clapping them cheeks. They be clapping them cheeks for the discount. It is what it is. You know what I mean? Listen. Yeah. Oh, the humanity. It is what it is. Now, if you're comfortable with that, you're going to wife up a girl who slept with, uh, with her tattoo artist or, or let him do whatever he needed to do to put that tattoo right there above her. Nah. Anyway. Mm -hmm. We teach you the understanding. Anyway, look, now that we got into this. Oh, I said I was going to show you the clip. I'm going to show you the clip of Nia Long, okay? And we're going to break this down towards the end of the show. By the way, that's going to be the main event. I'm going to give you a little taste of Nia Long proving another Coach Radamus point. And then we're going to get to the earlier contributors to the day show. All right? So remember when I told you all younger women have dated older men or slightly older men. This woman's going to admit that she dated a 30-year-old man when she was in high school. <laughs> Let me tell you something, bro. Now, she's not the only one, guys. She is. I've showed you videos of other women admitting as such on social media. She's not the only one. And Albert Wesker has a, look, Albert Wesker has a super chat. I got to hit it right now. He says, women brought 25-year-old guys to prom at my school. Who remembers that? I remember, dude, we saw this happen. It's not like this is rare. We've seen girls bring dudes that were 20, 21, 22. All right, some dudes were significantly old. We saw it. Don't act like it didn't happen. <laughs> All right. All right, don't act like it didn't happen. But let me share this clip. There she is right there. There's your girl, Nia Long. Now, I'm not, I'm not criticizing her. She could do what she want to do, and she's somewhat, she's somewhat defending it. And, yes, it's an old clip. Yeah, they found it. They resurfaced this, this clip. Shout out to the Shade Room, I believe. And uh, Pastor, uh, what's his name? Not Bishop Eddie Long. What, 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 what's that pastor's name? What's that pastor's name? The big one. Shout out to him. They own this, they own this platform. Whatever that big name, uh, big dude name is. Let's play it. Girl that ever went to prom. Like my boyfriend was 30 when I, when I was in high school. <laughs> yeah, T.D. Jakes. T.D. Jakes. Did you hear that? She says, my boyfriend was 30 when I was in high school. Now, hold on for a second. Listen. Listen what we're talking about. She said, my boyfriend was 30. Now, she said in high school. Wait, what year in high school? What year? Are we talking about freshman year? <laughs> hey, Joe Biden. Joe Biden. Joe Biden, are we talking about freshman year? Are you a freshman at the university? No, no. <laughs> you look like no. a freshman. <laughs> Are we talking about sophomore year? Are you talking about junior year or senior year? I knew this girl. I knew this girl in high school. Um, let me see. I'm gonna say her name. I'm gonna say her name because I have to say her name because if she's that type of girl, you know, like I have to say it be so it can make sense. But my senior year in high school, there was this girl, and she was like a she was like, she looked like, um, if I can describe her at the time, and anybody seen Wayne Gretzky's daughter when she was younger? You know, she's like Wayne Gretzky's daughter. Like, she already had the hair dye. Like, you know, some girls just put their stuff up in a scrunchie. 
She already had the hair done. She already had like makeup. Her makeup was on point. You know, like, like everything about her, she was tall, lean. She already was coming in with clothes on. Like, like she was like a little advanced. Like she looked like she was 19 and we were all like 17. She looked like she was 19 or 20. Well, anyway, her name is Janine. And back then, AMG, the rapper from um from, from Southern California, had a song called Janine the Salami Fiend. We have to censor it. Janine the Salami Fiend. Well, anyway, Janine, Janine would barely come to school. Like she wouldn't do it, would be like we had a fifth period English right before my sports practice. Fifth period English. Janine might have come to school like 10 times the whole semester. <laughs> right. And she would just come in and we would see her. We'd be like, damn, Janine. We were like, what's up, Janine? Like, we would never see her. And I know for sure Janine was like the girl that was like a stripper already. She was like, had sugar daddies already. She would be like traveling on, on Jeffrey Epstein's plane. Like, that was Janine. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, Janine was already in the, in the field. Like, she would come to school. No books, no nothing. She'd sit in class. Everybody be looking at Janine like, the teacher be looking at her like, like, who the fuck are you? Man, dude, she was already like that, that type of girl. She was already there. Like the high school was just so beneath her. But every now and then they, they probably would call. They probably would call their parents as like, you got to send her to school like at least a couple days. Everybody was like, what the hell are you doing here? We were like children to Janine. Janine was like everybody's like, she was like the, she was like the stripper mother in the back. She was like the madam already. We look at Janine like, so what goes out? What goes on out there in the real world? We was <laughs> Janine already was four years deep into the world already. We was like Janine. How's real life out there? How's adult life? Yeah, she already had ID beer. She was going to nightclub. She was going down to the Roxy watching Poison play. <laughs> she was already getting ran by bands, Metallica, Poison and all them shits. We was already like. <laughs> Janine. Yeah, she was the roller girl from Boogie Nights. Yeah, Janine was roller girl from Boogie Nights. You know what I mean? Like she would stay up all night, snorting lines, getting ran through and all that shit. She had a whole sugar daddy and all that. We was like, hey, Janine. <laughs> and she was she was she was good looking girl like back then. So we knew she was already in these streets. Like, she would never date nobody in her grade. She would never, it would never cross her mind to be like, all right, I'll go to prom with you. You know what I mean? We already knew. She was like, she's a little bit ahead of us. But we all knew girls like that. And there were a lot of other girls that did that, like, in our junior, senior year. They didn't date the juniors and seniors. They dated dudes that were a year or two out of high school, sometimes even further. Sometimes even further. I had a situation like that. These girls came in freshman year. I was like, junior, senior year. They were twins, Puerto Rican twins. So we meet them at the park at, in the summer. They hanging out with us. We hanging out. Come to find out her, her sister's in my grade. And her sister's like, you can't date these girls. We were like, meanwhile, her boyfriend was two years removed from high school. We was like, mm. <laughs> we were like, wait a minute. Let me add this shit up. We literally the same age separated from your sisters as you are to your boyfriend. We the same age you're he's two years ahead of your boyfriend's two years ahead of you we're two years ahead of them like what the fuck mm. <laughs> and she was irate she was upset and we was like ma'am 
This is when I knew women could never be bartered with. You can't win. This is when I knew they would never try to make sense of anything. Even when you show them the mirror, you were like, you're doing the same thing. They don't care. <laughs> they don't care. Anyway, let's get to the earlier contributors to today's show. Okay. Dollar Sign CGA Live on the Cash App. Yeah, shout out to you, Coach Greg Adams TV on Venmo. Yes. New, 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 new world order. And PayPal.me backslash Coach Greg Adams. We are also pinned to the ch live chat in the Free Agent Lifestyle channel over there if you want to let your voice be heard or sponsors today's show. And also, you can get over on, you can get over on uh, the Notorious CGA channel and order the Super Chat. And we're going to highlight the Super Chatters and all of that stuff. Shout out to Albert Wesker says, Women, XX has brought 25-year-old guys to prom at my school. Everybody remembers it. Everybody remembers that one or two, uh, there, there was always a small group of women that did that, right? And then you would just be like, and you can't say nothing. You can't be like, hey, this is illegal. You know what I mean? Like, that was always the case. Oh, man. Shout out to MC Hamster says more, he says, met more bish ninjas than I do bishes. All right. Yes. Yes. We meet more bish ninjas than I do. And this is the state of men, unfortunately. And MC Hamster says, new name CGA Gregorio. Coach Iavelli in the billing. All right, man, man, I'm adding. Now I'm see God Allah, or there was another rendition of that, and Gregorio Coach Iavelli in the building. Yes, indeed. Somebody said it's still happening. Indeed. Class E Beats says, I got money. Happy money day to the coach and the coach gang. Let's do another. Let's get another bag this week. Let's do it. Let's do it. Shout out to LaWar Moore. He says, time for my prognostication. Shout out to the CGA and the Mighty Coach Gang for life. Loxley, Loxley Lennox. Hey, Coach, I love the rant from locals this weekend. If you guys think Coach is funny, he is hilariously uncensored. Broken in, just don't want to pay nothing. They don't want to pay nothing. All right, shout out to you. And uh, Coach Greg Adams.locals.com. Yeah, man, at the end of the show. At the end of the show, we have to have a conversation. And there is one guy in there, man. He's that one guy trying to debate finances and, and all of that shit. We we kicking it in locals. Like, we, we, we having a drink. Even if you don't drink. We sitting around, we having a drink. You know what I mean? This kind of place where we can share, let our hair down, and not be worried about censorship. And there's one ninja in there in the comment section making it about what it don't need to be made about on locals. Look, man, if you in your red pill rage, if you're trying to be that one guy, come up in the damn place where we having drinks. <laughs> like, sit your monkey ass down. We just talking, man. We chilling. It's like the barbershop. Don't come in here. Well, you ninja don't know what you talk about. You poor and you don't own nothing. Oh, my Lord. It's out of control. Shout out to where? Oh, original coach gang member. He says, what's good, coach gang? Just stepped in from Budapest. My goodness. He says, out there with my remote yob, living the free agent lifestyle. Remember, gents, gents, time is on your side. Stay debt-free and in shape. CGA was good. Good to see you. And my man is traveling the world, been around the world, and I, yeah, yeah. Him says, cheese, kingdom, cry, eagles, cry. Coffee on me, coach. Straight hand was thirsty and showing teeth for Rihanna at the Super Bowl. Oh, my goodness. Not that. Not that. Niggas always got to show they By the way. I'm going to be that guy. What the hell is everybody talking about a great performance by Rihanna? That shit was boring. I was like, man, I was like, boring. I mean, obviously, she's not in the condition to dance or perform. 
She's not in condition for that. Everybody could see that. And everybody's like, legendary. What? Legendary? No, sorry. What? Dude, the Rolling Stones performance was 10 times better than that. Prince's performance. Whitney Houston singing the national anthem. But, uh, dude, you guys have a short-ass history. Michael Jackson in Pasadena. Come on, man. Come on. Legendary. <laughs> what? Nope. Legendary? These people are terrible, man. That shit was just like regular. Yeah, Bruno Mars even blew up the blew up the set. Talking about legendary. Come on, man. Yeah, the weekend performance was better than what about Dr. Dre and Aftermath Records? That y'all telling me Rihanna's trumping all of those four? This, this is reprehensible, man. This is terrible. Yeah, Janet Jackson, oh, titty out, titty out, Janet Jackson. Even even um J Lo in them and Shakira was better than that. <laughs> right? Come on, man. These people are out of control with this propaganda. They trying to make you believe any goddamn thing. Rihanna was not that good. She was okay. It was not that good. It was not legendary. Anybody sitting on some legendary shit? Y'all got to be talking about y'all crazy. Where are we at? All right. JC says, I took 18-year-old baddies to prom when I was 25. Uh-oh. Hey, don't arrest them. It's barbecue in there. And he says, Chris Brown is the only one who can beat that halftime shot dude chris brown's getting a raw deal and he could beat that halftime he's the only one that could beat that halftime i get it now it took a second but you're absolutely right maybe we needed to get chris brown out there as well but by the way chris brown is shadow banned in the public sector so he will never get that type of billing all right anyway let me check on uh let me see if the other ones anything Venmo, cash app any one of those if not, we're going to get going with the show. All right. I almost read some regular normies. Okay, we got uh, we do got some Vimos, and I'm going to get it going. Macaroni Tony, thank you so much for telling us how to aftercare. I used it this weekend with the firm chocolate tender. He says, yeah, man, aftercare is the is the win. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to tell you all a funny story here. Check, check this out. And if you're not ready for JUCO, listen, don't, don't, don't get out of order here. We teach you the free agent lifestyle first. We teach you going through a monk mode period, a cool down period. Get over your divorce. Get over your, don't jump into the junior college. That's just something. If you jump into the junior college and you haven't repaired yourself as a man, you're going to get messed up. But on this point, I, you know, how I fell asleep with my iPad on and it was going through YouTube. So, you know, it was auto playing. Dude, I, in the middle of the night, there was some ninjas running game and it was a bunch of ninjas running game on their show now i was too lazy to even get up and slap the ipad off my damn nightstand but it felt like i went through a fist fight (laughs) i was like i was like what the hell's going on they was arguing people was calling in they was cutting them off it felt like i was in like a locker room when i was 16 (laughs) i was like what the fuck's going on here it was like, oh, no, 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 what you got to do? What, 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 what you got to do? Hold up, hold up. Let me ask you something. Hold, hold up. Let me tell you. Stop, 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 stop. See, see what you got to do is, I was like, man, so what the, what the hell going on? Man, I was like, what the? Dude, I was trying to slap the iPad off. Man, it ruined my whole sleep. I woke up. I was like, put up your dukes. I was like, man, what the fuck's going on here? I was ready to grab, grab the jammy. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> see, man, you ain't got no game. You ain't got no game. See, what you got to do is, and what you want to want, want to do. Man, I was like, I ain't never fallen asleep with no damn YouTube on again. So, what the shit? 
this shit going crazy. <laughs> These people was, man, I almost reached under my pillow. I was like, hold up. By the power of grace, go. I was like, man, what the hell? Who's in here? Shit's crazy. Anyway, had me messed up. I woke up mad, making my toast, slamming it in. They had me angry at the end of it. I was like, damn, y'all trying to get views? That ain't going to work. I was like, dude, man, don't be arguing, man, on your stream like that. All right, let me see here. Let me do two more. All right, we got Macaroni Tony. (laughs) (laughs) Macaroni Tony says, uh, let me guess, Travis Kelsey has a black card now because he can do the stanky leg, I know. Yeah, he can do the stanky leg. I I thought it was actually cute. Yes, he does. He does get a black card, but he also dated a black woman, which most of us have not, so I got to give him that. I got to give him that. At least he dates black women. You know what I mean? Openly, too. Shit. All right. Wait, where we at? All right. El Jefe says, happy birthday, coach. Today, my birthday. But he says, your work on Fresh and Fit is changing the game for men all over the world. Three of my exes hit me up this morning asking if I would be their Valentine's. Get in line, biatch. All right. And he says, like Donald Trump, there are no, no known photos of CGA crying, by the way. We all know your show is for entertainment purposes only. We should know that. Indeed. Indeed. And we got Chris says three things women hate. Average men, paternity tests, and women that are younger than them. Yes, they do. And shout out to the junior college. By the way, the senior citizen area is quite litty as well. But they tend to believe in the princess mentality. But once you get over that, you can smash some busted Pillsbury biscuit cans all day long. It's a waste of time, though. You know what I mean? You get you a couple of busted Pillsbury biscuit cans. A senior citizen, that's women over 40. Okay. But the junior college is super duper litty. But first, become a free agent. Get your life right. Anyway, let's get into the show. All right. I didn't even show you all the topics, but let's get into it. This topic, first topic, is this brother finds out what it means to cape in public. And what do we tell you guys? Death by simp. What do we tell you guys about how you treat the women in public who are going through some things. Most of the time, you don't know what they're going through. So we teach you to really check your surroundings first. If a woman is in danger, you're not Spider-Man. You're not Superman. You're not even Black Superman. If you interject, you could lose your life. You just never know. And no your no life is worth some skeezer who got herself in trouble. Let's go ahead and play this, and then we'll talk about it. But men, take notes. Play it. Not touch a girl without her permission. This is what I'm gonna do to you. Don't you ever do that shit again. You hear me? You hear me? No, no. Don't touch her again. Don't touch her again. Record this. No, no. He was touching a little girl. No, no, no. I defended her. Listen to me. Uh, oh, no, 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 wait, wait, wait. Hold up. No, not his ass going to jail, ninja. Ninja. Wait a minute. Now, here, first of all, I just want to let people know, first and foremost, I do not advocate for people touching, he said little girls, young girls, or any women in public. That's reprehensible behavior. You're likely to get recorded. I will record you doing this act. Okay, I will record you, but what I won't do is jump up in there. What I won't do is give myself an assault case. What I won't do 
is fly into the rescue because what you don't know, girl might have invited it. We don't know what they're doing. They might be role playing. When we talk about what Nia Long admitted to, you don't know what the hell's going on. Did she say help? She might have liked it. She might have liked the little flirting, looking at that young piece of calico. She might have liked it. Who knows? She might have been like, whatever. Who knows? Did she scream? Did anybody else beat up the guy? You the only ninja that beat him up. See, look, do not lose your freedom. Do not lose your freedom or get your ass stabbed or shot. We teach you these stories all the time. Leave they ass alone. Look, what you do, what you do is you record them, call the police, and step your ass to the side. Nine one one. That's what it's for. Because what tends to happen is with your black self, they will pin the crime on you. All right. When they show up and they'll be like, well, he didn't do nothing. And and that's you. Leave it alone. You caping ninjas. I cannot stand this shit. Now, the only exception to this is your daughter, your mother or somebody who you are in a close long term commitment. That mean that woman has your child. All right. But if she a woman that's for these streets in these streets, you ain't you don't owe them your life. Do not lay your life down. But look at this ninja right here. This is the favorite part right here. This is the favorite part right here. My man said, I was doing what I was supposed to do. He said, he said, yeah, look, I was the hero. And then he went to tattletelling like white women do. You know, white women be tattletelling. Ninjas think they can go tattletale like white women. See, if that was a white woman saying, hey, this guy touched this girl, she wouldn't have did nothing, even if she smacked him. She wasn't going to jail, but you, you, that's my favorite part. He, I was defending her. <laughs> Listen to me. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hey, ninjas, ninjas. Hey, look at, look, I'm going to play this one more time. Damn, Hafiz. Somebody said he a tether. It's a tether. Yeah, I know. You know, it is, you know, uh, you Nigerian brothers, you guys come over here. And you Caribbeans come over here thinking y'all can be ninjas. And then you're going to think, oh, I'm going to be the super ninja. And got your ass hemmed up. Got your ass. (laughs) Hafiz, just stay out of it, super ninja. Nobody going to look. You still a black person in America. Listen, as much as people want to talk about there's no racism, you still a ninja in America. And it's not good all the time. You can't just jump in line and say, well, white women tattletale. I'm going to do it, too. Mm, nope. Nah. Nah. I'll be on the bus like this. I'll be seeing some shit. And then I remember I'm a ninja. Be quiet. <laughs> mm. You can't just be jumping up there. I'm going to save the day. I'll be the hero. Hey, man, they put your ass in jail first. Look, look, I want you to notice this black men. Look, notice who got arrested first in the whole thing. Not the dude that is the assailant. The ninja got arrested. (laughs) Oh, man, this is terrible. Yeah. Somebody said, I didn't see nothing. I didn't see nothing. I didn't hear nothing. See no evil, hear no evil. I defended her. Listen to me. Oh, shit. I'm saying. Hey. That's what it is, man. And you can ask kids. I stole your girl while you was in prison. All right. There was something I wanted to talk about else on this uh, segment here. And I'll pull it up. I'll pull it up. A.K.A. Kevin O'Leary is in trouble. Kevin O'Leary is in trouble. 
because he went out here and he told it like it is. Now, I'm going to read the tweet that he said here because we talk about this. And if you don't know Kevin O'Leary, he is Mr. Wonderful. He is the guy that is on the Shark Tank. He is the bald, old money guy, Monopoly money looking dude. You know, awkward looking dude on on um on uh, Shark Tank. All right, very dry personality, old, stodgy, rich guy. You know what I mean? You know, he's kind of he is what it is. But this is what he said, and he's getting reamed right now. He's got a lot of support for this, but we're gonna play our audio to see if you guys agree. Kevin O'Leary says you may lose your wife, you may lose your dog, your mother may hate you. None of those things matter. What matters is that you achieve success and become free. Then you can do whatever you like. I'm going to say right now. Now. Oh, yeah. They after his ass. They after his ass. Boy, they on his neck. Now, that sounds like the free agent lifestyle. I always tell you about these emotional attachments. And ultimately, you want freedom, right? You want freedom, and you have to work yourself to get to the free position, and sometimes you have to be willing to lose people. And this take has got people agreeing, and they got the women irate, dude. They are irate with this take. They cannot take this shit. What do you guys think about this? I approve of that type of message because what people want is they want their cake and eat it too. They want it all. We can have it all, and we're going to show you that 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 has been a myth and people have to discover that the hard way. You cannot have it all. You cannot. Now, some people have it all, but most people do not have it all. Some people make the, have to make sacrifices, unfortunately. All right. And I'm going to share something else here. And I meant to fire this up and I didn't have it prepared. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to play the audio and see what you see, what you think. Let me see if I can line it up. There unfortunately is a, a vignette of CGA. So you're going to have to watch the vignette. But I want you to more listen to what the vignette is saying. And it's saying about women want rich men, but not busy men. And it is from a guy named The Real Brad Leah. Let's go ahead and tune it up right here. There's all these women out there. They want rich men, but they don't want busy men. They want rich men that will come home at 5 p.m. Well, guess what? Nine times out of ten successful men, they're not home at 5 p.m., which is why they're successful. The ones coming in the door at 5 p.m., throwing down their lunchbox, asking what's for dinner, are the ones that are going to be doing that for 25 years. You'd be lucky to get two vacations a year and a freaking white picket fence. All right, though. So did you hear that? Women want rich men, but not busy men. This is a, something that Chris Rock has even talked about, is that you can't win with them if you're broke or always home. They want you to make money and be out there being rich. If you're rich and you're out there getting your money, they want you at home. And they want you doing what? Oh, let's have dinner at five. And why are you working so much and all of this shit? So these are the things that you have to deal with in society. Now, there are a small population that of people that will have all of that. They can have it all. And most people will see that one person and say, they have it all. I want to have it. You have a happy marriage, kids that are healthy. All right. You're home at five o'clock. You're rich beyond your wildest dreams. You go on five vacations a year. Okay. Most people aren't going to get any of that. And then ultimately, you have some women holding out. I want to date rich men. And then I, I showed a video of a Latina chick or an Asian chick. She was like, you don't want to date rich men. It's not the answer to your problems. Once you get these, pro once you get this answer, you're going to find that there's problems, right? And uh, this is what we have. So Mr. Wonderful, Kevin O'Leary says, you may lose your wife. 
You may lose your dog. Your mother may hate you. None of those things matter. Boy, this is a hard take. This is a hard take. And when you say stuff like this, Mr. O'Leary, first of all, this is the free agent lifestyle. What you will find is people cannot deal with this shit. They're going to go chicken balk on you. They're going to be like, what? No, you got to keep all of those things. And you got to also find freedom and success. Now, success is your own definition. But there's some people that look at it and say, that's a small price to pay. It may be a big price to pay, but I still want freedom. I want freedom above everything. And a lot of people you will find. Now, a lot of people you will find don't want freedom and they're attached to you. Okay. A lot of people, you want freedom, but the people that are attached to you want slavery. The people that are attached to you want struggle. The people that are attached to you want complications. Yes, even your dog, even your dog sometimes, they don't want to be free. They, they want to just be, they just want to make everything complicated. Now, with that being said, if you're a person chasing freedom, which there's no, there is a price for freedom, sometimes you got to get rid of slave-minded people, no matter who they are. No matter who they are, and a lot of people cannot deal with this. I happen to agree with it because freedom is what I'm ultimately chasing, not money. Sometimes money can give you freedom, but I'm not looking for money specifically. You need money to in, in, in open up freedom, but I'm looking for freedom, right? Freedom is the number one thing, and I know people don't get it, but and you think I'm making this up. What is the tagline? What is the second title or the subtitle to my book? Okay, I want to see if you guys can get this. What is the subtitle to my book? This is how close I agree with him. Okay. Look at the subtitle to my book and it explains it all right there. So then when you ask me about all of these things that people are, okay, what about these people? And I was like, they don't want freedom. The subtitle to my book is peace, quiet, and freedom. And those are the things that are priority one for me. And then you're like, well, what about this? And what about that? Well, if those people don't want freedom and they want struggle and they want complications, well, I don't have time for them. I got to have priority one, two, and three, peace, quiet, and freedom. If that's, if that's being interrupted, can't be a part of my life. You can't be a part of my life. And that goes for women. That goes for family members. That goes for my mama. That goes for Nova. <laughs> Nova. That goes for anybody, dudes, dudes that came over. There's a guy over in my, um, on my local channel. He's trying to be disruptive and arguing there. We're like, we're not trying to, this ain't no pissing contest, y'all. We over here to have fun and relax, chill out. This is our place to come and let our hair down. This is the locker room. This is the place where we're smoking cigars and having a nice little whiskey on the rocks. We ain't trying to have a pissing contest over there. We chilling. There's other places you want to argue. Go to Facebook. You get it? You got it? Good. All right. So let me see what we got. Let me see what we got. There's always the loudest person in the room type ninja. All right. Let me know if you disagree with Kevin O'Leary. And yes, he did was a part of that FTX scandal. And that has his ass in a bind. Nate. All right. Let me get some super chats before I get too far back. Schedule P. Coach, the junior college was Liddy this weekend. Coach gang for life. Yes. Litty. 2D universe. We were all the seniors. He says we were all the seniors taking all the freshman girls from the little guy. He says the girls you grew up with 
are not your girl's facts. Okay, so everybody remembers the seniors that dated the freshman girls. Yep, and they came in right from eighth grade. You was there. It ain't nothing wrong. Nothing was illegal with it. Some people didn't like it. I knew plenty of dudes, you know, football team. We was all, there were several dudes that took freshmen. All right, there were several dudes, seniors that took freshmen to prom. Okay, and it's a part of the, th- it's a part of the deal. Now, I don't, you know, you when you become a parent or when you were a girl, I know the girls did not like that. The girls did not like that. They were like, why are you taking it? And then they came in with college dudes. Like, <laughs> they're like, that's reprehensible. And they came in with dudes that were sophomores in college. Like, make that make sense. Carlo, shout out to you. I think that is a co-sponsorship. We'll give you one. I'm rich, bitch. Carlo says, I know you don't identify as a PUA. But we gone siphon game and wisdom. He says, may you grow in all aspects, free agent lifestyle for life. Yes. I know some guys get all, so you're running game. You're telling people to run game. Dude, I be telling y'all to run game on life. Yeah, man. In some instances, there's some guys that, uh, you know, I I understand. There's guys who are trying to segregate themselves from women. I'm going to tell you right now, if you take that approach and you're just going to go crawl in a hut, crawl in some cave and segregate from women who are the greatest in population compared to the two genders, the two genders, (laughs) all right, the two genders that exist, the greatest in population numerically are women, all right, it's almost impossible you're going to segregate them. What we tell you is to work around them, work around them, but trying to segregate yourself is, is, is a recipe for disaster and it's unhealthy. It's unhealthy. I'm just letting you know, man, don't don't be that guy. But listen, all of us want to be out living off the fat of the land in some sort of fifth wheel trailer. I can appreciate that. But try not to. Yeah, try not to segregate. Try to understand them, move around them and don't take them too seriously. One of the things we're doing. I remember the days you go on Tinder. You get to talking to some girls, they do something, you go crazy on them. Right. Girls would be like, these people are crazy. And to a certain extent, I understand some girls could trigger you. They can ask you how tall you are or what do you do for work or you see a tattoo or they're a single mom or they'll ask for a date or they'll do something and you go in on them. Wow. Go crazy in the comments. Stop arguing with these skeezers. Stop arguing with them. The first the first bit of strength that you will have as a man is stop arguing with them. They're not to be taken seriously. I know people don't get it. Do not take them seriously. They're not serious people. These people are children with breasts at best. Like the majority of them. I know this seems a little misogynist. They change their mind. They be like, this is not fair. Then they have the advantage. It's totally fair. They just so. (laughs) They be on one, man. You just got to shake your head at them sometimes. You be like. And. As Jane Brown said, they be talking loud and ain't saying nothing. Go back to what James Brown said. Now, he didn't talk about women, but he said they typically talk loud and ain't saying nothing. You can miss about almost everything they said and catch right up to their ass. You'd be like, all right. So anyway, bitch. All right. Anyway, back to what I was talking about. <laughs> yeah, they silly. They goofy. 
they they kind of just like, you know what I mean? They for entertainment purposes only like my content. Don't take them seriously. That will take your life to the next level. That's the understanding. That's the understanding. Anyway, <laughs> Deacon Clapcheek says, last night my chick told me she would never leave me for Idris Elba. And I, wait, oh, I'm sorry. My chick, last night my chick told me, Deacon Clapcheek, she would leave me for Idris Elba <laughs> in a heartbeat. And I'm low-key salty about it. I'm 31 and that ninja is 50. And these 304s ain't loyal. Shout out to Deacon Clapcheeks. Here's the thing. Here's the thing, man. I know. I don't know if you're joking. I think he's joking. But uh, first, first things first, she ain't never going to meet Idris Elba. And let's just say he, she did meet Idris Elba. Highly unlikely that he chooses her unless he chooses her for recreational purposes only. Now, I don't know anything about Idris Elba. I just can't imagine he would do that probably with a normie chick like yours, but anything's possible. But with that being said, Idris Elba, for black women who are single mothers, you know what I mean? They particularly will key in on that type of persona as something they want because they all need a father figure. And he's a gentleman father figure and so forth and so on. It has a very good reputation publicly at the moment. Although that COVID thing was a little bit weird. With that being said, most of them want a father figure. Shout out to Deacon Clapcheeks. JC says, shout out to the Nasty Boys. It's Mastodon Monday oh, out here. Nasty. And shout out to you brothers out there chasing the girls on Tinder. Pig Suey. All right, we're almost there, guys. We are here. Let me see if I can get some PayPal love and all of that before we get going on with the show. All right, we'll come back to all of the other platforms on the next break. We got our man Jay Cool in the building, and he's so cool. He says, a uh, question about gym etiquette. I've been there for a year at my gym, but a couple of new folks complained to the front desk when my workout was not going fast enough for them. Membership seemingly tripled, and it is now overcrowded. Oh, my gosh. All right, so you and the Normieville, other than chilling and sharing on my part, any other suggestions when something like that happens? I had no issue up until now. Yes, uh, wait till March. The issue will clear it itself up. Most people who complain like that aren't there year long and they don't know about the waiting system, about how to use the machines, about how to work themselves in during sets, how to partner up. These people will be gone by March. They'll be gone. Mm. <laughs> all right. So don't worry about that. All right. Somebody says, what about all male gyms? They'll be gone by March too. All right. So, but. Um, you guys got to know you can't, you know, don't hog the machines. Don't hog the machines. But if this seems to be a problem for now, it's seasonal. And or up your gym membership. Up your gym membership and stop going to Planet Fis Fitness and go to Equinox. <laughs> All right. So that's one way you can get around that as well. Uh, sometimes you got to escalate and sometimes paying a fee. So, you know, because men, men always trying to not pay no money. We talking about this. But what money gets you is every time you level up, you get more space, you get more freedom, all right? Then you be able to afford your own equipment and have a home gym like myself. I don't have to worry about no shit like that. But that's what it is. I think it's mostly uh, seasonal people who are going to tattletale him using the machine, find another machine. Guys, there's, there's probably for every body part, there's probably 10 machines in there that can cover 
exactly what you want. Ninjas be like, he's hogging the lat pull down. You're be like, lat pull down. And then as soon as they get on there, they pulling the shit behind their neck. They like, you're like, they ain't even going to use the shit. They pulling down 10 or 20 pounds behind their neck. Man, sit your ass down. They're going to get on the machine and, and hurt themselves anyway. Okay? <laughs> lat pull down ass people, man. Oh, he's got the tricep extension machine. Do some push-ups. Go do some dips. All right, do some dips on the bench. I mean, you don't need the you don't need the tricep pull down extension. Do some damn kickbacks. Do some damn skull crushers. I mean, you could you don't there's 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 five other things you could do. Then then do just do the tricep. You be like, yeah, man, let me get that shit. Man, let me get it. Let me get it. <laughs> All right, anyway, man, do some diamond push-ups, mother sucker. Like, damn, there's like five other things you could do. Anyway, let me get back to the show. Was that the last one? It was. I got to get back to the show. People are goofy. Look, look, I can't deal with normies. Shout out to, oh, speaking of, the educated career women are quitting their jobs because of this one obvious reason. This is going to be interesting. This is going to be interesting. Who texted me? Oh, my God. Why are educated career women, according to the news media, new, 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 new world order? Why are they quitting their jobs? It is obvious why they're quitting their jobs. Let's go ahead and put this up on the screen. Oh, they're focusing on. So I could focus on my career. Yeah, they focusing on a career, y'all. Now, I brought this point up many, many times. Child care is so expensive. That educated women are dropping out of the workforce because they refuse to pay more than 25% of their paycheck towards the cost. How much would you pay for child care to stay at work? Now, let me tell y'all, brothers and sisters, I've been telling y'all that that's going to be a part of the problem for a lot of people. Child care expenses. So people who I don't understand the mindset behind this, although if you choose to do this, you get what you're going to get coming to you. I don't understand the mindset of people that have children. Six weeks later, they put their ass in daycare or they're with the granny or they're somewhere and they put them in daycare, which is going to be the first basically where the future criminals are going to come out of. At least the the uh, the blue collar criminals, the people who put graffiti on shit buy street drugs, uh, you know, property damage, gang bang, teenage pregnancy, ADHD, like these people coming out of daycare. Why would you have children and put them in daycare? Somebody answer that effing question for me. I don't get it. I don't get it. I didn't do that in my marriage. When I was married, we said, you're going to be here for the kids up until this point. And she tried to jump off about a year too early and it messed everything up. I was like, damn, you trying to. Okay. Why? Why? And then they're like, you can do it. And I'm like, yeah, but financially. Financially. Well, I'll just have my mother watch him. I was like, yeah, but your mother wants a life. I know you're doing that, but why would you, why would you have kids and then make your mother raise the kids? Mm. Why are you making Nana raise the kids? I don't get it. So then you run into this problem right here, which is normies, normies doing normie shit. And I said, eventually you're going to find out daycare, the cost of daycare is going to eat up to 25 to 50% of your check, if not more, if you got a normie job. If you got a real normie ass job, your whole paycheck is going to get eaten up. 
And I'm like, and then they'll be like, well, if we work our way up in 10 years, I'm like, oh, in 10 years, you'll get laid off. <laughs> right? That's what you're going to get when you work for these corporations. You'll be a temp worker. How many people been on the job, same job for 10 years? There are some, but not a lot. So here are these, these jackasses again. <laughs> and these jackasses with this. So I can focus on my career. And let's throw in the I don't need no man. Let's throw in that these women getting child support and they're getting these women, these women, they took their father's baby fathers to court because the baby father said, no, nah, I don't want you to work. I want you to take care of their kids. She was like, I ain't doing that. I got a career. I'm smart and I'm educated. Okay. Blew up the whole relationship, got praying mantis. And then she was like, I'm breaking up. I'm taking your kids. She was, he was like, no, I'm not. Took her to court. She fought him for custody. She fought him for custody. One custody. And on her custodial clock is five days. She drops the kids off to daycare. Make this shit make sense. Ladies and gentlemen, make it make sense. So her custodial clock consists of five days of child care in which she goes to the court and says he needs to pay half for the child care. You cannot have more normie behavioral shit in our society than this mindset right here. This is absolutely an abomination. God is looking down. <laughs> You're going. Meanwhile, the kid getting high fructose corn syrup. All right. Food coloring A, B, and C. Number 59. Eating Fruit Loops and Pop-Tarts and bagels for breakfast. Cold cereal, Cocoa Puffs, all kind of shit. Can't spell, can't write their name, nothing. No activities, just stuck in that little prison cubicle you call a daycare center. <laughs> You're like being a future criminal of America. And you done diced up the family, chased the father off, got $400 a month, $200 towards the daycare, a grand total of $4,000 yearly. To blow up the family for you to figure out, well, it costs so much. Oh, my God. These people are goofy. So I could focus on my career. Clown world. Clown world. <laughs> this is clown world. And here we go right here. I've already said, because I've experienced this. There was a point, you know, when I was married, my, my wife at the time wanted to go to work. And then we looked up for two children how much it would cost to put them in a daycare. Now, we were in an expensive area. And the daycare was close to my work. So what would have been happening was I would have been taking them kids to daycare and all that stuff. But we looked up the cost and we said, well, how much are you going to make? It literally was break even. It literally was break even. I mean, at best, she would have kept a hundred bucks. <laughs> at best, she would have kept a hundred bucks. And that hundred bucks was supposed to do what? The second income was supposed to do what? Help help with the cost of living. A hundred bucks ain't going to help with the cost of living. As a matter of fact, you're doing more hurt. You're doing more harm than good because now you're pushing your kids off and then strangers are taking care of them. You don't see them. You'll miss them. You'll miss. And now you, you for a grand total of a hundred bucks, look up daycare. It's one of the most expensive costs of child raising. I did a show on this years ago and I actually broke it down on one of the books that child care expenses are going up. Because they know where's a need. There's a need for it. 
and they're also overrun. So you're having to have additional teachers compared to the amount of students, right? Because you have to have, let's say you have 20 students, you have to have three teachers. Well, if everybody's throwing their kid in there and there's now 30 students, you got to have five teachers. So you got to pay people more. People don't get this shit. They don't get it. Why are child care expenses going up? First of all, there's a need, economics, capital, supply and demand. And then also you need more teachers if everybody's doing the same stupid shit, right? So I could focus on my career. Yes, price gouging, if you will. And you got to have, so when you do this, you have these people who are so-called educated and smart going, well, it's better for me to stay home. Yeah, dude, it's always been better for you to stay home. Dummy? Nope. It's always, and yes, the minute you raise the amount of teachers, the less qualified the teachers are going to be. There are not that many bright daycare people just waiting, looking for a job. It's a bunch of losers waiting, looking for a job. It's not like people are overly educated. Damn, I can't find no daycare center that can hire me. They end up lowering the qualifications to bring more people in in an emergency. Guys, it's simple shit. But here they go. These are so 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 so-called educated people claiming to drop it out of the workforce because they can't afford the daycare. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I can't stand normies. I can't stand normies. Let me read some shit here. Child care is so expensive that educated women, of course, they're going to be like, oh, it's only the women. Why don't the men stay home? Mm. Meanwhile, they want the men also to make the money. Okay. Well, I can make money at my career. So I could focus on my career. They're dropping out because they refuse to put more than 25% of their paycheck towards the cost. Boy, if these are single mothers, they're really done. If you're paying 25% and then literally technically 30% towards your rent, which most people are at 50% of their rent, and most people ain't even paying their rent, your budget is effed up. Okay, we ain't going to go into all this joyous shit. Nearly nine in 10 Americans believe that more parents would continue to work if more affordable childcare was accessible. accessible. <laughs> but how much are most Americans willing to pay? What percentage of their paychecks are most parents willing to devote to throw their kid recklessly at strangers mm. while they go to a slave job? And this woman says right here, it says right here, millions of America, millions of American, mostly women, grapple with financial breaking points of child care. Around 4.5 million Americans remain unemployed in January because they were caring for children, not in school or daycare, a.k.a. they were doing what they were supposed to do. Raising their damn kids. These people are lunatics, man. I tell you. So I could focus on my career. Lunatics. I don't even understand what the what is this shit? Like I'm in, I'm outside of the matrix. What are we talking about here? <laughs> like, what programming do you have to be on to make this shit make sense? New, 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 new world order. Raise your kids. That's what you there for. That's what you had them for. What are you, what are you talking about? I will push them off to these strangers and go to a slave job where I barely make any money and then pay a quarter of it to these people. And then they also say th this is they further had this to add. <laughs> it's not like I'm looking for fancy programs or something. Park says 
it's either stay home or wait until my children are in school, which gives the number of half days and vacation days and summer days. Uh, they are still very considerable costs and inconveniences. <sighs> this is what y'all dealing with out here. This wait. New, 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 new world order. This is this is who y'all having babies with. This is a, costs and conveniences. What were you expecting? Please tell me what are you expecting as an adult woman? If you got to be one of the most selfish human beings to have kids and throw their ass in daycare, I don't. What are you doing? And then you say, "Well, my, the dad's not here." Let me let, give me your paperwork. Oh, it looks like you fought him for custody. Okay. So the dad's not here legally, right? He's not here for a reason. Or you moved across to another county. Oh, the dad remained here and you moved him over there where your parents live. Ah, making it difficult for him to be here. Got it. Took him for child support. Got it. <laughs> right? Did you have it, your kids? I won my kids. Kabloom. Throw them in daycare. And then come up with all of these, oh, wow, summer camp, vacation days, and all this shit. Inconvenient. She says, what do I do? Go back to work, make no profit, and still be juggling drop-offs, pickups, and probably the need to work after I have put all three kids to bed. Brothers. Dude, you wonder why we're going left as a society? These people are throwing these people at anybody. Anybody. <laughs> what kind of parents are these people, man? I tell you, they hate their children. They hate their fucking kids. <laughs> like they hate them. They like, I gotta do all this. What did she say? She says, I still have to juggle drop-offs, pickups. They're complaining about dropping their kids off and picking them up. <laughs> I'm sorry. If if you actually were raising your kid, you wouldn't have to drop and pick them off, but Let's just say you drop them off and pick them up. You actually, after you drop them off, you got to pick them up. After you pick them up, you got to drop them back off. <laughs> this is better than traditional families. At least I'm not a slave to no man. What else we got? And probably need to go back to work after I put three kids to bed. I'm done with these people. You got three kids in daycare, Ninja, please. Oh, my God. Man. So I can focus on my career. What kind of clowns are, this is your life, and I swear to God, these people always trying to give me advice. <laughs> They're trying to give me advice about my life. I mean, your life is a clusterfuck at this point. You can't even do the basics. You can't even do the basics. I want to add here, his park is actually an outlier in her willingness to spend almost 100% of her paycheck on childcare in order to work. So I could focus on my career. Hey man, read my book, The Evolution. I told you they don't realize when they're painting themselves in the corner. 
you're painting yourself into a corner. She, this woman with three kids is spending almost 100% of her paycheck on daycare and is still trying to figure the shit out. Meanwhile, the kids getting free lunch, free milk, free bus rides back. She picks them up at 610. They want to close at six o'clock. They give her a penalty. She probably has penalties on pickups. She probably has penalties on pickups. All right. They're not telling you that. And she got traffic tickets trying to race to the daycare. So this is eating into her cost. Or she's having to call some relative, hey, some cousin that they put on the emergency contact list. But guess who's not on the emergency contact list? The father. She put everybody but the father on the emergency contact list. Then she's got to call the cousin up who's trying to fornicate over here. Hey, can you pick up my kids at 559 or I'm going to get a $50 charge? <laughs> this dude hit the like on this video man i'm telling y'all you guys are having babies with these people you guys are want legacies with these people and then she has a date on tinder as soon as she puts the kids to bed she's talking about she going back to work no she got a date on tinder talking about i'm a single mom i'm a princess warrior my kids come part of the package this is a sad world we're living in and you got to thank the you know who new 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 new, new world order all right, and yeah, she's probably depressed and has anxiety too. And I'm saying, why are you depressed? Remember, depression is a symptom. I have depression. I would be depressed if I had your life too. <laughs> like, look, you're depressed because your life. <laughs> like, you're not depressed because you're depressed. You're not depressed because somebody's making you depressed. You're depressed because of you. Yes, indeed. And that's you. Anyway. Where are we at? Let's get to this piece of uh, literature here for you normies, dude, especially black men. I got to tell y'all, man, y'all be y'all be 29 having babies with 38 year olds. When we tell you the order of God, the order of man, the order of nature has always dictated this one damn thing. Fathers will be older than the mothers. Almost inherently. And if you overlook this, you're overlooking years and years of biology programming. There is a reason why it used to be this way. And what you're experiencing is, especially these simps that are defending women can have jobs. I want an equal partnership. And all. this is all outside of the order of nature and outside of the order of what we've been doing since forever. Dating older women just because you're lazy and you don't want to give effort in life. Dating older women or women that are equal to you in your mind because you're weak. Yes, this is tough. But in the order of nature, fathers have been older than mothers for about 250,000 years. It has never been really opposite until today. Okay? Until today. And look at this baby. I won't diss him, but good Lord. Neanderthal, will you? Scientists have discovered a new way to identify the average ages of men and women reproducing throughout human evolutionary history. And they're taking DNA and all of that, new world order and all of this stuff. And they're saying... Right here, they found that over the past 250,000 years, the average age of the human having their first child is 26. Okay? The average age homo sapien fathers have uh, always been older than their average homo sapien mother. The difference being age gap 30, and for the man, age 23 for the woman. Okay? Age 30 for the man, age 23 for the woman. 
Okay, and they're also saying that in the last 5,000 years, there's been an age, a rise in the maternal age, decreasing over the last 5,000 years. But they're giving their uh, reasons for that going forth and back. But if you want to see this article and go in there, you will see that a lot of things we do dating-wise, relationship-wise, it's counterproductive, it's counterintuitive to what makes sense, even when you get two people of the same age. Okay, now I'm not promoting age gaps or promoting non-age gaps. But what I find is that typically women do have a problem. They When they're dating men their age, although it can be successful, meaning it can work and they stay, but there's always this problem that they cannot overcome, which is the money, right? I got money. It can work and people stay and tend to work it out, but there's always this thing where the woman was like, yeah, but you're not quite there yet, or you need to work more, ask for overtime. And then eventually, as they get older, 10 years later, they break up, right? 50 uh, 50% divorce rate, even higher. Because for some reason, that guy hasn't been able to elevate himself enough to get to the position of leverage and options. And then eventually, it will crumble on its face. He can't rise because he's continuing to worship the, the divine feminine and not build himself but they're just kind of moving along and then they then they then they outgrow each other. They outgrow each other and the woman starts saying, "Yeah, but I want more. I want Prince Charming. I want him to have this and that." But he can't really get there as long as he's with you. So, in nature, there was always a lead. He got to there and then he was able to offer very monetarily and easily for him back to her and it somewhat worked. There could be great age gaps. There could be slight age gaps. But that's kind of how it worked. The guy was able to build himself up enough to where now giving back to her seems somewhat relatively easy as opposed to trying to build and rise up together, okay? So people will find out that what we're doing in romance, romance is a myth, it's a fairy tale, it's equivalent to pornography. It's as dangerous mentally for women as pornography is for men. But people won't talk about this. And we're in the spirit of romance now with Valentine's Day. But with this being said, what we're seeing is people trying to make something work that is obviously way different than how we worked it before. So it's okay. You guys can keep bumbling and fumbling around with your normism. But for me, I won't participate in it. I will find leverage and options the best way to work for me. And oftentimes, it is what the woman intentionally wants until someone else talks her out of it. Someone else will talk her out of it. And let's get to the next part of the show. Always check the 304 facts, all right? The 304 facts. One thing we always educate men here is that in women's younger ages, as they're bumbling and fumbling around, Tia, Nia Long, Nia Long will talk about this. They are doing things with that peace leave. That peace leave been itching. Some women, hey, have you ever known, um, <laughs> have you ever known women to be boy crazy when they're young? And that comes in several different stages. Some girls go boy crazy. They be in middle school. And there's a group of girls that are already on it. They already, first day of middle school, they all looking around for boys. Some women get that junior year, sophomore year of high school. Some women get it first freshman year, sophomore year of college. All right, they just boy crazy, okay? And with that being said, when they're boy crazy, what people don't really want to admit is that they haven't, they're doing things with that peace league, right? Mm. 
they doing things like they getting in touch, they kissing, they sucking up. They, they're doing things when they hit that boy crazy stage and they know how to operate like a kitten, like a cat. They'll creep in, creep out. You'll never know it. The only way guys used to find out about boy crazy girls is when dudes told about told other dudes about it. You would have never seen it. You would have never heard about it. Like, <laughs> remember when, remember when somebody told you a girl did something and you were a little virgin, you were sitting there like, what? And you're trying to monitor the, you're trying to count the hours. You're like, wait a minute. She was in school from these hours. Then she would walk home. She would do her homework. She would do her chores. She would have dinner with her family. Then she would do her homework again, study for her test. And then she would go to bed. She would have milk and cookies by 845. You like trying to monitor this shit. Like, when could she possibly have done this shit? <laughs> like, <laughs> you can't figure it out. You like, when? How? What? When? Like, I saw her at this time. I saw her at that time. There's no possible way she's doing these things. But you don't realize they good at creep, 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 creep. They'll creep, do their thing, and they will be back home washing their hair. They do it fast. They get it done quick. It don't take long to have no sex. Especially when you're young. She can last for about 58 seconds. She'd be back at the crib. <laughs> when they 19 and 20, she can last for five minutes at best. She'd be back at the crib. The dude will be in and out of the house, and you'll be like, I didn't see nothing happen. What happened? Is she with an older man? Have for two, 20 minutes. She back, she back doing. She got she got $500 in her hand. 20 minutes. She back at home like, oh, I fell asleep. I took a nap. <laughs> Let me explain. This woman right here is going to explain it. And I'm saying this not to criticize women. Ladies, we need women like you out here. We just not going to marry you. So if that's what you want to do, be out here doing it. Let's let this woman explain it here. Talk about how reckless she was out here. Hold on for a second. I got to get the tab active. And guys, do not, do not, do not misunderstand me. I'm not judging people like this and I'm not shaming them. They're out here shaming themselves. All right, listen, they're out here shaming themselves. I don't have to shame them, but I will say if I want to be an active participant, I will choose my participation. Here's a young woman right here who is not unlike many, many other women. You just haven't caught them. Every good girl is a bad girl who's never been caught. Let's continue. Now, I started off just doing at random parties for people That's to just do because that was fun for me. It's the whole I, way to start. Yeah, that was mm -hmm. not for, for money. That was not for camera. That was just because I'm just a terminally horny chick. Now, I started off just doing at random parties for people That's to wild. just do because that was fun for me. It's the whole I, way to start. Yeah, that was mm -hmm. not for for money. That was not for camera. That was just because I'm just a terminally horny chick. Now, listen, shout out to her. Let's go ahead and give her the prices right. I'm not judging her. Thank you very much. Oh, sorry. And uh, there should be. We'll give her a round of applause, too. There's a purpose for you out here. And I'm sure later on you're going to blame Jermaine and blame, blame all the dudes and say you were assaulted and they were metaphiles when you're 40 and look back on your years when you let all the sugar daddies run up in you and push your insides to your esophagus. I get it. You're going to blame all these dudes and you're going to be like, it's Jermaine's fault. This is why I have depression. It is all Jermaine's fault. It's always Jermaine's fault. I'd be depressed too if that was my life at a young age. And guys, when I say young, they be young. Met a girl the other day. She's in her, she's in her late 30s. 
And, uh, you know, I don't let girls try to run game on me. If I do, I'll act ignorant and just sit there like, mm -hmm, yeah, I'll give them the whole Martin Luther Lee when they talking to me. <laughs> All right. I'm like, you trying to pull a fast one on old CGA. I'll let you just keep, you know, talking. You know what I mean? And so most of the time I'll hit them with something that breaks them down. Like if they say they move from another city, if they move from another city, I'm like, oh, okay, you just moved from Texas. All right, good. Welcome here. And I'll say, what are you running from? And they'll laugh. <laughs> what makes you think I'm running from something? Yeah. You're running from something. You didn't wore out your welcome in Texas. You're running from an ex that you moved to Texas from. You're always running from something. I always hit them with that if they move from another city. Oh, yeah, what are you running from? So um, the next thing I'll hit them with is, um, you know, especially if they're in the area of Los Angeles, I was like, oh, you probably were doing prawn when you were in, in college. Or I'll say in Las Vegas, which you're probably going to be right. If they're working in the service industry, hospitality, they're one of these old ass women running around cocktail waitresses at casinos. And I'm like, oh, you probably were a stripper when you were 18. You probably worked at Little Darlings. <laughs> well, I hit this woman with this. She's in her late 30s. Two kids. She was like, oh, actually, I was I was working when I was 17. I used a fake ID and I started stripping. Bruh. Most of the time, if you hit them with that, you're going to find it out. They're going to give you the story. I was like, you probably was getting ran through in high school by the football team. <laughs> yeah, running from her past. So, guys, when you say when I say these things, I say it to them openly when I feel it. And I'll be right all the time. All the time. Not one time has a woman go and clutch their pearls. What? I'm not that type of woman. They'll eventually. <laughs> and you got to check that 304 fact. You got to check the 304 fact. But a lot of guys running here ignorant and they're looking at, oh, attractive woman. Oh, and I was like, she probably did some things with some dudes. You probably be disgusted that she did them by, but that's just your own judgment. Okay, That's just your own judgment. Make your own judgment. But I've been to the clubs. I've been to seen bottle girls. I've seen, I've seen it, man. And this is the problem with men is that younger women have an advantage attractive wise. When it comes to them being attractive, they're attractive very young. The fact that the elevator doesn't go all the way up to the top floor. So they'll tend to get manipulated, right? They'll get manipulated early when they're 18, 19. Somebody will offer them 200, 300 bucks. That 200, 300 bucks is like 3,000 bucks in today's dollars. But she won't see it. She'll get used. She'll get the 300 bucks. She'll think she was rich, but she'll look back when she's 22 and 25. She'll be like, damn, I can't believe I did that for 300 bucks, <laughs> right? Gave him my whole body, had a whole orgy. They do it. Not all, but women do stuff like that, right? Or they go on dates with dudes that, that they have no business going on dates with. Shit goes left. Then they have depression 10 years later. And you're like, why are you depressed? They don't want to open the shit up. They don't want to open up and be like, well, when I was younger, they don't want to do it. And so, guys, I know this of them. And sometimes if you can be a counselor to them, or actually call it out, you actually are doing the one thing I encourage you to do if you're still out here playing. The What you do is you ask the tough questions right up front. A lot of guys don't want to do this. You want to not ask the tough questions because you don't want to know the answer. But I ask the tough questions up front. Okay. I ask the tough questions up front. I will ask the tough questions. I will say this. I will insinuate that. And I'll let it all roll on out. She'll roll that shit on out. And I'll be like, yep, nothing separates you from the others. And if they try to lie, you'd be like, come on now. 
you ain't got a lot to kick it. <laughs> All right, here we go. We got another young woman here who gets a double dose of reality. The big fish in a small pond. Oh, man, the big fish in a small pond. Big fish, little fish. All right, let's talk about this. This is a woman here, and remember, we don't go harass their page directly. But this is a woman here with the caption saying, I was a 10 in Cuba, Cuba, but I'm a two in Miami. Let's go ahead and give her the. By the way, she is a master splinter. She's not bad. Okay. She's not bad looking. You know what I mean? She's right up a lot of people's alley where you should be aiming. Unfortunately, her mind somewhere, somewhere believes she's a 10. Her mind somewhere believes she's a 10, baby. I got 10 on it, but you're not a 10, even in Cuba. All right, let's go ahead and play. I can't play uh, the, the video because it has music, but here it is right here. Oh, wait, maybe I can play it. No patties happening. Oh, yeah, that's definitely the coolest meal I ever saw. Okay, no buns. That's hip. No patties happening. Oh, yeah. That's definitely the coolest meal I have. Now, here's the problem, uh, again, where the delusion comes in. First of all, she's not bad. She's right up my alley. I like a more plain Jane than I do the booty, the what she called the buns and the patties. She's right up the middle. You know what I mean? Right up there, five or six. And that's where her mind should be. She should be doing five and six things. She should be doing six things and maybe trying to make yourself a seven on the nights that I need to make you a seven. She's not a bad-looking girl, and I don't want people to talk reckless about her. She's cute. She should be operating in the cute zone. But sometimes cute girls will be like, I want to be a baddie. And they get themselves messed up trying to be a baddie. And then they have a bad attitude trying to be a baddie because they're uncomfortable with putting the mask on the fakery. Right? And then they ended up being used as discarded toilet tissue by men who do things to baddies. But... The big fish in a small pond syndrome, we talk about this. And if you're in a big metropolitan area where the, the standard of beauty is high and now Botox and fake lips are going to really make it subjective. But New York, Houston, Chicago, Miami, um, more or less Los Angeles, San Diego, a little bit of Vegas, but mostly on the strip, not outside of Vegas. And um, any metropolitan area like this, what will happen is this tends to attract women. Why? Why do women become, if they feel they're attractive and they're in a smaller area, smaller city, why do they migrate to these areas? It's obvious. They want access to higher tier men. They want access to higher tier men. It's very obvious. This system has been this way for a long time. Okay. So higher men, uh, uh, men go to these cities to earn more money. Women come to these cities to attract higher tier men. Now, women from small areas often find that they'll leave an area in which there are the nine and 10 in their area. They'll leave Portland and go to Seattle. They'll leave Seattle and go to Los Angeles. And there will be a nine or a 10 in Seattle, in Portland or Portland, and they'll get to Los Angeles and there'll be a six or a seven. It's very tough, but their mind hasn't shifted and they will get into some depression. They will get used and discarded by the top tier men in that area. And or the women will become out of range to compete with. 
And then these women come from Portland to Los Angeles and they'll have to do what? Botox, breast implants. They'll have to put patties and buns and they'll have to do crazy shit that is somewhat unhealthy. And even then they will find it's tough to even compete for those guys, right? And so then they drop down in expectations of men slightly and then they will still act like to those guys in Los Angeles. Okay, this guy is a subpar guy in Los Angeles but she'll still act like a 10 from Portland thinking that this guy's going to sit for her. And he doesn't, he uses her and discards her like toilet tissue because he's aiming for the girls that are not sevens in Los Angeles, tens in Los Angeles. So she still gets used up. Right. And then now she's 38 talking about this shit. Right. And that's you. Or she turns back up and she's, she leaves Houston and goes back to Baton Rouge. She leaves uh, Miami and goes back to Orlando. You know what I mean? That's kind of how it happens. She leaves Miami and goes to Fort Lauderdale and says, F it, I can't deal with it. And then she'll say, oh, I'm in Fort Lauderdale. I'm a 10 again. And that's you. (laughs) So this is how, this is the big fish in the little pound syndrome. And if you are a guy that is rising up the ladder, you'll run into too many of these. If you're a guy that's lower on the ladder, every woman you run into is going to be this one. If you're a guy that's top of the ladder, you'll have access to all of these every day. There's going to be a new one that shows up in town every day. There's going to be a new girl from Milwaukee that goes to Chicago thinking she's the shit in Chicago after she left Milwaukee. There's a girl in Gary, Indiana that thinks she's the shit. And she says, when I get to Chicago, They are not going to be ready for me. And she gets her ass to Chicago and she finds out. Mm. She's on the low ladder. She's on the low end. (laughs) Yeah. she's (laughs) Shout out to Gary, Indiana. But that's kind of what we deal with here. That's kind of what these metropolitan areas deal with. The big fish in a small pond syndrome. And then she starts doing all of these remarkable things that are going to make her unremarkable. Right. Putting the booty implants, putting the things on and then also also gathering, gathering gallons of succeed and depression and anxiety and stress. Why are you so depressed and anxious? <laughs> All right. Shout out to her. And by the way, ladies, to me, to me, this is where you should aspire to be right here. And when you're this, I'm going to tell you, ladies, cash in, cash in. All right. Or cash in with a slightly older guy. I think this woman's like 21. She need to be with somebody 29, 30, 31 cash in right here. You ain't your cute. You ain't going to get no cuter than this. Matter of fact, you are going to decline. You're going to get fatter, right? Going to get uglier. Cash in. But people don't want to listen to me. And we got some great comments here. Plot twist. She was never a 10. Thank you. She was never a 10. Not in my, not in Cuba, she wasn't. This one says, the further north you go, the higher your number will be. Oh, yeah. So she from Cuba. She goes north to Miami. She goes north to Fort Lauderdale. She goes north to Tampa, all the way up to Orlando. You'll climb that ladder. <laughs> You'll climb that ladder. The further north you go, the higher the number. Somebody says, still a 10. Don't fall for these unrealistic beauty standards. Unfortunately, shit don't work like that. All right, Miami, Los Angeles, and New York are ruining people's lives. Jesus Christ, well, it is what it is. It's the metropolis. 
Yeah, up to Jacksonville. Oh, she winning in Jacksonville. But what's going to happen is she's going to get to Jacksonville and be like, ugh, ugh. She's going to snub her nose up to people in Jacksonville. Meanwhile, she goes back down to Miami, and she's a regular woman. And ladies, aspire to be regular. Let's get to these super chats. I was I would say aspire to be regular. Regular is not bad for a woman. Where are we at? LaWar says, Coach, stop fronting. You know you were staring at Rihanna's chest. I was not. I'm not a chest guy like that. I was looking at her belly. All right, I was looking at her belly. I'm trying to determine if she was pregnant or not. And I was on Twitter looking at it. I cannot tell her. Her belly was sticking out more than her chest. Justin O, about to start a daycare so I can grift these 304's pockets. <laughs> My man about to run their pockets. It is a business. Starting a daycare could be good. You just got to watch your employees. They be doing some despicable things out there. MC Hamster, Biden administration legislated higher standards for child care in order to receive subsidies. Normies voted for this. Now it's more expensive. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Uh-oh. So there you go right there. So this is what we I guys got to understand about the voting system. Shout out to Carlo. I believe this is a co-sponsorship. We'll give it to you. He says, I appreciate what you do. Are you the best in the sphere? We the king of kings in here. You know what I mean? We the best. New, 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 new we the best. All right. And I'm shadow banned big time on all platforms. <laughs> all platforms, dude. I'll be looking at shit, dude. I, I watch like Instagram. I don't, I'm not a numbers watcher. But my videos be getting 70,000, 150,000 views. Some got 500. My Instagram number just staying on stagnant. Like, it, it does not move. Like, what the fuck? Like, how does the number not move? Like, I get it. You know what I mean? Slow moving. The number just don't move. Like, it doesn't make sense. TikTok got me bad. TikTok got me bad, man. They didn't twist my whole arm over there. MC Hamster says, so I creep. Yeah, just keep it on the down low. Shout out to TLC. Women are the best creepers in history. Yes, your girl. Not my girl, Coach. Coach, yes, your girl. And that's you. And you won't find out till these women are 40, 50, 60 years old. Then they'll start telling stories. And you know who let who knows the girls? Ladies, you know the girls that creep. Um, Hold on for a second. You know the girls who know about your girl creeping? It's not going to be you. It's their friends. Some of them aren't friends anymore. Some of them, when they break up, the other girls start telling their secrets. Their girls know about creeping. And these girls creep so bad and they help each other creep. Oh, yes, they do. Yes, they do. And they will make you feel stupid. Their mom knows. Everybody knows, but Joe dumbass. And you will come argue me and I'm trying to help y'all ninjas. I'm not trying to talk about I'm not trying to talk about women like that. They be creeping. They'll go on girls' trips. They'll come back. I tell you, if you're in a relationship, this is how they get y'all. This is how they get y'all. I'm going to tell you how they get y'all. They go on a trip. They come back. If you're in a relationship, married, they come back and they tell, they tell you all the despicable things the other girl did. I mean, she was, she was in Jamaica getting throttled by uh, dude, the Dreadnoughts game. Renarasta. Oh, when we went on this road trip, she 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 invited this dude back to the hotel room, and I had to listen to them fornicating. 
and you're going to be like, damn, for real? Oh, my God. Let me call up. Let me call up her husband and tell him how much a hoe he got for a wife. You're not going to do it. You're not going to do it. Why? Because your wife or your girlfriend said, no, 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 don't tell. Don't tell. So you keep it a secret. You keep it a secret and you be looking at your friend like, damn, your girl a hoe. But you don't want to tell because you're looking at your wife. Okay, I swore to secrecy. I wouldn't tell. But you want to tell a ninja. Now, that's not the rest of it. You know what the best part of that is? Your girl's girlfriend told her husband the exact same thing about your girl. See, that's not the half of it. That's just half of the plan. The other half of the plan is the girl, your girl's friend told her husband the same thing about your girl and said, damn, do you realize what she was doing? She was getting throttled. But don't tell Greg. Don't tell because it will ruin my friendship with her. And I wouldn't want to do that. You don't want to do that, do you? And then you'd be like, yeah, I want to do that. I want to tell Greg how much of a hoe he got for a wife. And then she says, you want some of this kitty cat? You want some stank? You want this stank? Don't tell. Okay, I won't tell. Y'all both looking at each other like, you both at the party looking at each other like, damn. You got a hoe for a wife. <laughs> you over there looking like, damn, you got a hoe for a wife. Y'all looking at each other like, damn. If you really know what your girl was doing, y'all both looking at each other. Y'all both stupid. <laughs> you know what I mean? Y'all both she got y'all both in secrecy and both of them out here in these streets. In these streets. We ain't gonna tell. We ain't gonna tell. It's shit. That's how they work it, man. Dude. And when we talk about this, they're master, they're master manipulators socially. They got us. If we talk about equality, and we always talk about what we're better than as men. But what women are better at is social dynamics. We cannot compete. We cannot compete because, first of all, we won't be honest with ourselves. And women are more than grateful, more than uh, willing to be not honest. They'll be willing to be not honest. Uh, and I've showed you data related to this. They don't care about honesty. They will lie to you to make you feel good. And that's why they say it's just a little white lie. They got us beat on the social dynamics. We're too busy working, providing, cutting down trees, splitting logs. You know what I mean? Innovating and in, experimenting, pleasing our boss, commuting to work. We're too busy doing that type of shit. They got the market corner on the social dynamics. They're way ahead of us, and they've been starting this shit since third grade. They've been doing this shit since third grade. While we was out there dripping sweat on the basketball court, running laps, playing kickball, and laughing at the girls trying to play kickball, they was out there cutting corners and dicing up the whole playground and causing all kind of mischief, mischievousness with their social bullshit and manipulation. They had the whole playground fractured while you was out there playing 21. <laughs> they had the whole shit. They had everybody crying at the end of PE. You go to PE class, you come back, they had the whole classroom crying in tears. You like, you at the water fountain, just a, <laughs> you at the water fountain. <laughs> you didn't beat everybody in 21. You talking about you dropped the whole triple double. They in the classroom, you come back sweating, musty, musty under the arms. They in there crying. 
Next day, you see they ass. You're like, hey, uh, aren't you friends with Tiffany? Hey, man, F that bitch, Tiffany. I'm friends with this person. And they was full enemies with the person they friends with today. And then Tiffany friends with the other enemy. And they out here mean girl in each other. You're like, the hell going on out here? Okay. So with that being said, they've been doing this since they were young, all the way up through middle school, high school, college, adulthood. They've been mastering this shit. We don't have no edge on that. So you have to make sure you know that that's where their advantage is and don't get caught up. <laughs> right. So anyway, I'm teaching men. Women are better than us at socializing. They got us hook, line, and sinker. And if you're a ninja that's going to sit up there and say, no, I got it figured out, guess what? You somebody's girlfriend. Yeah, you somebody's girlfriend. And you probably got a long uh, pinky nail and think you are a pimp. I used to hang out with the girls on the playground. Yeah, you somebody's girlfriend. Thank you. Just hold their money until they need it. <laughs> The girls used to bring me candy. Okay, yeah, you're their girlfriend. And you probably painted your nails and did makeup with them and all of that shit, acting like you knew how to understand women. You're somebody's girlfriend. Yes, you get your hair in a perm. You're their girlfriend, yes. <laughs> all right, let me stop. All right, let me see. Where are we at? Lawar Moore says, I'm through making babies. He says, no more room in my life for Normie 304 nonsense. All right, shout out to you. Where are we at? Shout out to Curvins. He says, my ex who sent me to the free agent lifestyle three years ago saw one of my little brothers and asked what I got to do to talk and check up on your brother. Mm. You out. You're out of there. You're out of there. All right. What I got to do to talk to your little brother. I mean, she asking for guys. God, you know what I mean? She coming back, man. Women will. We, she pulled the uh, what's her name? Tia Mari, Mari, Maro, whatever the hell her name is. JC says, what do you think about the XX flag football commercial? Yeah. Uh, listen, that little piece of calico that was in the commercial, I like and quite enjoyed. But um, obviously, they're putting bucks behind flag football. And actually, the CIF, if you don't know what CIF is, it's the California Interscholastic Federation, which organizes extracurricular activities, sports specifically. I believe they made flag football for girls a varsity sport. So it is now a varsity sport. With that being said, I know some girls that are pretty good at flag football, so I'm not in the way of that. It is what it is. But what I do get in the way of is when the agenda gets behind it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you're going to pay millions and millions of dollars for some shit that ain't going to make no money. You know what I mean? Like, ain't women. And then eventually it's going to be, well, why can't there be? Then it's going to be college teams with scholarships. Then those girls are going to get scholarships for no reason. Nobody's going to go to the game. They're going to wonder why nobody wants to go to a girls flat foot flat football game. But horny dudes we're looking at them running around in shorts and it's going to be 10 horny dudes It's going to be two NFL players going to the game. Like the agenda behind it is reprehensible. Look, if you want to do it, do it. But eventually it is basically the Trojan horse for something bigger, right? It's the Trojan horse for something bigger. Because they get in and they say, we just want to play flag football. Okay, have at it. Here's the here's the flags. There's the football. All right, get the referee. Have at it. Turn the lights off when you're done. <laughs> right? 
That's what I'm talking about. But then, then eventually, because guess who was also in the commercial, which will tell you it's an agenda? Billie Jean King was in the commercial. So that is going to tell you the agenda is driving it. Billie Jean King ain't got no money to pay for no damn and sponsor flag football. But she gets the agenda behind it. So there you go. All right. And then they they made men look like a fool and can't catch the girl. Did not even hurt the madre. Madre's in there cooking right, uh, uh, rice and beans. Can't catch the girl. Um uh, uh Devontae Adams can't catch her. Two ninjas putting on chili on a Frito can't catch her. So I, I'm I'm fine with girls playing flag football, although I, I know girls play flag football uh before the age of si uh sixth grade. When they play boys, they be kicking some of the boys' teams' asses, right? So I know teams to be very good that are girls' flag ball. I support that. I just don't support the agenda behind it, right? We're going to dump millions and millions of dollars for a Super Bowl commercial to promote it, and nobody's going to be interested in it, right? That's just the problem with it. And the Trojan horse ultimately is once they get it, then they're going to complain years down the line that they don't get equal pay. Then they're going to complain that the attendance, then they're going to complain that you're not putting marketing dollars. Then they're going to complain that there's sexism. Uh, people are looking at them, and they're only interested because of the ass. I mean... It's the Trojan horse to complain about the next shit. So I know these about these agendas. Again, I don't, I'm not against girls flag football. I just know where this is going. This is a uh, U.S. soccer is another prime example of that. Right. Okay. We just want to play. Okay. Here's the ball. There's the referees. There's the arena. There's the lights. There's the stands. Set your shit up. Okay. Then they set their shit up and they played. Nobody was interested. Then they complained. And then, then they got people interested. Okay. Let's, Put the World Cup in Pasadena. Okay, you had people interested for about two days. And then the girl took her shirt off, Brandy Chastain, and then people were interested in that. They called you a pedophile or a metaphile. We have to say metaphile. Then they're like, you're only just saying that to look at her little raisin titties and that sports bra. Well, then they tried to legitimize it and bring, you know, that clown Rapino in there. And then she made an arrogant, right? Oh, we're not going to stand for the national anthem. We're going to kneel. And then people were like, we don't care then. Then they said we're anti-women. It's like, mm. then they wanted equal pay on top of that. It's just like, it's the Trojan horse. So don't think, the next thing you're going to see in 10 years is them trying to get full college NCAA flag football programs and scholarships for women. That's the next thing. I'm letting y'all know, just so y'all know. I, I'm just letting y'all know that's the next thing. And the, monk, the, the marketing and agenda is behind it. I'm just letting y'all know there's going to be scholarships for flag freaking football. And then Alabama's football team is going to want airtime equal and facilities equal to Alabama's football team. You're just like, oh, my God. So, anyway, I'm just giving y'all greatest game. Billy G. King in the commercial was a very much an indicator of where they're going with this. They're do they don't intend to stop at just this. All right. So, anyway, I'll be doing YouTube videos in 10 years like they want full scholarships. All right. Stony Montana said, just study military history. If you want to learn about women, he says they are like the most cunning generals of old. They are very good. They're very good at what they do. And they're so good. We got to make videos about them. JC says that take was worth way more than I originally paid for. Thank you, man. But we're here to teach, right? Aren't we here to teach? Cash app needs some love.
We got brothers. Deshaun Rose says for the show, coach, had a long weekend and you had some barbecue out there. It's barbecue in there. Shout out to who is this in here? Uh, Big Buck says quietness, peace, and freedom for life, coach. That's what you that's what you want to aim for. All right, uh, we got, uh, let me see what Memo talking about. We're going to get back to the show because we're almost here. I know everybody wants to hear about Nia Long talking about how she was getting long stroked in high school by a 30-year-old man. All right, Leonardo DiCaprio doesn't even do shit like this. All right, Leonardo DiCaprio's like, oh, this is fair game? He's like, I'm out of here. I'm gone. Next thing he going to do, he going to turn up. <laughs> he going to turn up like R. Kelly sitting at McDonald's when the uh, high school uh, uh, lets out. And don't do that, by the way. <laughs> Y'all know R. Kelly used to do that. He used to go to McDonald's when the high school girls get let out of school and hang out at the McDonald's. No government name dating a female on the basis of looks, age, and race is preference rather than a standard. Having a preference has nothing to do with being RP aware, and most guys aren't RP aware at all. So if you have a preference based on looks, age, and race, it's a preference. It's not a standard, and we sh men should be able to have preferences. All right. <laughs> all right, preferences, but we're not allowed to have preferences, but women can have an entire list. Adrian Paul, he's here to brag about the Chiefs winning. He says, shout out to the coach gang and let's go Chiefs. Philly is down bad today. No need to rub it in. No need to rub it in, but shout out to the chefs for winning another Super Bowl. In my opinion, they're going to win at least three more if they can keep that team together. They're almost unstoppable. Patrick Mahomes is on one leg for the entire playoffs, and they could not beat that ninja. Only Patrick Mahomes can beat Patrick Mahomes or that damn, his wife or that damn brother. We got Kevin says, 10 years ago, I worked at a children's museum in New York and the daycare that visited was ran by people who were not qualified to teach or care for children. And wow, if we really knew, that probably is the case, most of the cases. And guess what? That also goes to say that these, they, they had that one place handing out nursing degrees to mostly black women that were fraudulent. Shout out to Malik, or is it Malik? He says, Africans buy their wives and the love comes later. Great point. And African women sell themselves to the highest bidder and can do so because they are virgins and the suitors scoop them up from their father's home, rents and repeat and many wives and families as the men can afford and want. Many, if not most of the world, still operates this way, by the way. Indeed, African men have 99 problems, but typically a Mitch ain't one. Back to the basis, brothers. Our ancestors have the answer. Shout out to, we're going to call you Malik. I'll call you Malik, but it says Malik. Malik, maybe. But um, I was thinking of doing a show on that topic, by the way, on the ideal of arranged marriages arranged marriages have been probably prevalent in our society up until the point of the 1900s although we've gotten away from arranged marriages and more into romance which is fantasy and it continues to funnel in broken relationships and divorces broken homes and tragedies i mean you can't debate this romance has been the least the least um, successful relationship building formula in the history of time. In the guys, mm. 
in the history of time, romance has the worst statistical uh, turnout. It's not even close. Romance is almost devastating. It would be the equivalent of the atomic bomb on relationships. Romance. The least successful. Now, with that being said, it does give women more control over partner selection. What about love? Love is romance, right? Love is romance. But what typically, it, it, it does give women more control. However, they've never been good at decision-making in their entire time on earth here. So what we have to do then is give them the benefit of the doubt that when it doesn't work out, guess whose fault it is? It's not their fault. It is all Jermaine's fault. It's always Jermaine's right? fault. So that's how you get around romance in bad romance, right? You get around it by saying the woman can do no wrong. It was obviously the man's fault. And so we can continue with this bullshit, but that gives them control to pick. Now, when you start saying, well, lay hold up, hold up. Let's be accountable here. Let's figure out who was actually wrong. And if you gave it a 50-50 chance, well, you were wrong there and he was wrong there. Then you would ask, why would you continue to do something so stupid? It does not work. And it works for so few and even those who argue that it works, okay, who argues that it works, I then say, take a piece of paper out, <laughs> right? Do we have to go through this every week? Oh, it works? Yes, love works. It does? Yes, love can last forever. No, it doesn't. Yes, it does. Love can last forever. Okay, let's get a piece of paper out right now. <laughs> Love lasts forever, you say, huh? Yes, it does. Okay, good. How old are you? 42. Okay, man or woman, doesn't matter. Get the paper out. Write down how many people you've been in love with. How many people you fornicated with. How many people you've been married with. How many people you divorced. How many people you've been engaged with. How many people you went in from high school to now. How many people you've dated. How many people you made it with. How many people you fucked in the club. Write it down. <laughs> how many people you kissed how many people you sucked off how many people you fell in love with how many people you had crushes on write it down mrs love can last forever write that shit down and i don't want to play no games well i actually wasn't in love with them i don't want to hear no shit like that and you married them i want to hear no nothing like that you had a kid with them that's love to me that's going to be in the romance of love right because this whimsical love and i always say the harder you love the more likely that it's going to be a disaster. Like if you fall head over heels at the beginning, that shit is going to be a disaster. Write it down. Write it down. All the people you had a committed relationship off on Tinder, write it down. Use the backside of the paper. Write that shit down. Now, cross, have a line at the bottom. Use two pages if you want. Line at the bottom. How many people are you in a relationship right now with? How many? How many? At best, the answer is one. At worst, zero. Mm. It's only going to be two answers, and I know them. Because if you say two, I'm going to be like, well, that's not the romance love. At best, one. At worst, two. I'm sorry, at worst, zero. The hell are you talking about love lasts? You've been in and out of love all your life, and then when I say love doesn't last, your dumb ass comes over here and says it does. And I say, since you've been 42, from 18 to 42, you've been in love with 30 people. <laughs> mm. 
What are we doing? Why, why are you fooling yourself? You literally been married and divorced twice, telling me you're looking for an eternal love. How? Where do you get, where do you get, how do you open your mouth and debate me? How do you open your mouth and debate me? But, but they will do it. No, that's not true. Love can last. You ain't been in love and lasted more than five years. <laughs> the fuck? Like how? Well, I really was in love. I was dumb. It was his fault. And we fell up. Okay. You're proving my point. I hate to keep talking about this, but I have to keep stomping y'all ninjas in the nose. Speaking of love lasting, we got, t oh, wait a minute. I want to go back and complete this story right here, and then we'll go in. We're talking about check the 304 facts. Uh, here it is right here. Check this out. Check this out. We're getting to the point where men simping, shout out to Dr. Thunder. Men simping is the most major problem in all of this. Dr. Thunder explained today. Go back and watch his video today. Dr. Thunder channel. Doctor spelled out. Simping is a sin. And I've already said, we've all sinned and falling short of the glory of the free agent lifestyle. Simping is a shortcut that men take for the divine feminine just to get some to wet their whistle. Just to get a little bit of stank on their whistle or their finger. Now, I'm going to read this. These are four pieces of trailer park trash and one woman. I told you polyamory is going to be off the charts. Men love giving their power away to make themselves look virtuous. And it's a sickness in our society. It's a sickness. Even dudes that sit around talking about running game and, and PUA and pickup. It's a sickness on our society. It's simpery. Listen, paying for women ain't simping. Like, meaning, if you have a concubine, that's not simping. You actually try to empower yourself, not the woman. Or you empower each other equally. But this behavior is reprehensible. It says right here, hey, mamas, currently 35 weeks and 35 weeks she says pregnant. She misses that. And due March 14th and so excited to meet my daughter. I'm not sure which one is the father yet. But they all showed up to my baby shower to support me, and I couldn't be more grateful. I mean, that's something you don't see every day. Yeah, that's simpery. They're all great guys. Uh-oh. That tells me not even none of these guys are the father. And she says right here, and we're hoping that this is satire. We're hoping that this is satire. But hope is not a strategy. And guys, just so you know, there's been many pregnant women that have been in this position. They just haven't told you. They just didn't broadcast it. They just didn't broadcast it, guys. They just wondered and hoped and prayed that it was the man that they thought and led on to be the father. They just hoped it turned out to be the father. And she says right here, they're all great guys. And whichever one turns out to be, um, turns out to be, I'm just blessed to have them in my life. And since we're all good friends, the other ones will be great uncles as well. Oh. Guys, man, let me tell you something, guys. This stuff happens all the time. People just don't broadcast it. People just don't share it for the world. But we're getting to the point where social media is one of those things. They share these things. And then you're sitting up there. My girl wouldn't do nothing like this. Come on, man. She might not, but she might. Why not guard against it? Somebody says send it. 
yeah, we're in a position where when have, men have weakened themselves for this, and they are doing this as a means to look good for the public. This is simpery. That's simpery, guys. That's what happens. I'm peppy. <laughs> Even the I'm the I'm the pappy scene kind of explains this as well. Let's get the Tia Mari. Maori. I'm gonna call it Maori. I've been always pronouncing her name. It might be Tamara at this point. I can't keep track. Tia Maori, we'll call her. And here's another indication of, of romantic love being a fairy tale in which if it doesn't work out, she can just wriggle on out of it, blame Jermaine, and then move on to the next one. And it's all Jermaine's fault. It's always Jermaine's fault. Here's the article. We're going to go back in order. She was married to a man. I believe his name is Jermaine. We'll call him Corey. And it says right here, this is from when she initially divorced in November, which we reported on. Despite divorce, Tia Maori considers her 14-year marriage a success. Mm. Quote, life is short. We're not going to read the article because we've already covered this. But this is what I'm talking about when you get to romantic love. Oh, it was successful. Uh, we just grew apart, but we were in love. We're still in love. We still, you know, uh, parents of kids. And then they move on to another love. And then they want to say love lasts forever. Uh, I'm sorry. Mm. No. First of all, this is all mumbo jumbo, abba daba daba, and chicken bok at best. <laughs> okay. And obviously, the bigger the hoop, the bigger the hole, but I didn't say it. All right. That's been things that people have been trying to tell you about a long time. And mostly women have used that type of shaming language against other women, but that's a dead giveaway. Okay. But we're here to educate you, brothers, here for understanding. All right. Also, Let's get back to this article right here in which she, she made herself look like an idiot. And it says right here, Tia Maori opens up about the very moment she knew her marriage was over and called her divorce a graduation. A graduation, guys. She called her divorce. Bruh. A graduation to what? In these streets. A graduation. What was the moment? What was the awakening? She says, I knew when I really wanted to start focusing on my happiness, that's when she knew. She wanted to focus on her happiness. I'm not happy. <laughs> she wanted to focus on her happiness. That's when she blew her marriage up. I'm not happy. <laughs> what? Guys, I, one of the most clownish phrases, phrases in, the, in life I hear is when they, people put happiness above everything else. That's clown shit to me. Listen, you can have your opinion. I don't care. But life ain't about happiness, bro. And sis, it is not. There have been people that lived their entire life and barely been happy five freaking days. This is probably before the advent of electricity. Everybody that lived in uh, turmoil, war, uh, people that lived under authoritative command, economic collapses, Dudes that went to war at 14 got shot dead before they ever touched a piece of peace leave. Got a bow and arrow right through the eye, right through their whole mask, their Trojan mask. Women lived in poverty, pain, potato famine, all kind of goddamn plagues. People in North Korea, are they happy? 
people in Ukraine, are you happy right now? Women gave birth to 15 kids, were happy two days. See, this happiness shit is a modern-day convenience. And I hate to keep reminding you, we live in great modern times, and we've had the most access to all of the technology over the last 10 years, and you ninjas still can't be happy. <laughs> liberals, liberals ain't never happy. And they're constantly chasing it. You ain't going to find it. It's not a permanent state. You don't get to the state in this rest and happiness. This is the utopian ideas that destroy a lot of people. They think the next thing we do will create a utopia, a perfect situation. No, it's going to create a counter utopia because you're only trying to fix one thing and you're trying to also not repair the other things like the collateral damage that comes from fixing the one thing that's going to make you happy ultimately causes another problem. Have you ever understood that about life? Have you not understood everything about life, right? There's a situation. You say, if I change this one thing, I'll be happy. So you change the one thing and it causes 100 other problems. <laughs> and then guess what? You're not happy. You were happy for two days. And then you found out, uh-oh. <laughs> and then shit started falling apart like dominoes, right? It was like a domino effect of all the things you pulled out. You pulled the grenade pin out. And you're like, I'm happy now. And then tossed the grenade back and then boom, blew everything up. Happiness is not a destination. And people who say life is about happiness are the most depressed people on earth. Mm -hmm. Have you ever noticed that too? Yes, I know. Normies, you don't notice shit like this. Okay, but this woman destroyed her whole, whole marriage, her whole stable two-parent household, her kids, her kids' future, her, her ex, her finances, because she was not happy. You can't make this shit up. I'm not happy. <laughs> then she calls it a graduation. Guys, feelings are feelings. She says, I feel like women. I feel like women. We tend to focus on everybody else's happiness. No, that's a myth. That's a myth. You're, you're, you're too nosy. You focus on everyone else's happiness. No, you want, might focus on our survival and our needs, but not our happiness. No. If you wanted to focus on my happiness, you would sit there almost in silence 98% of the time. That would make me very happy, but you can't do that either. She also says, making sure that everybody else is okay, meaning our children, our families, and our friends. That's what you're supposed to do. Like what? They be literally sitting around here reinventing the wheel. Well, let's see how this turned out for you, Tia Maori. Tia Maori. Let's turn out for this one right here. Here she is on February 10th, right before Valentine's Day, where 304s get very lonely. Here she is on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. As she has now time to think about this shit because she hasn't time to have, uh, have her kids and her husband happy. She says, after graduating from her marriage, you guys see this right here. I know love will find me again. <laughs> Oh, oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Listen. Oh, the humanity. Indeed. This is the sad clown music here. Hey. But I tell you, man, love is a love is not a destination. Love is a feeling. Love can't even be described accurately by five people. What is love? Baby, don't hurt me. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, what is love? What is love? 
Now, something like happiness, you can define very easily. We could get 10 people together and eight out of 10 will be able to define what happy is. Love, on the other hand, not so much. I can get five people and five people will line that shit up completely differently. Which means it doesn't exist. It's not tangible. Okay, It's something that is somewhat chemical and uh, it will make you feel good. As a matter of fact, I always teach men what got a woman and what keeps a woman are two different skill sets. It's two different skill sets. And thus, many times, men and women will miss the feeling of being pursued, meaning captured and gotten in the love and the mystery and the that part. You'll miss that once you've been gotten. And thus, once you've been gotten, the skill sets that are meant to maintain and keep are completely different than pursuing. And thus, you will miss the pursuit. You will blow up your relationship because you don't have the pursuit anymore, right? And the pursuit is such a short period of time in comparison to the relationship, you'll get bored. Thus, love is fleeting. Now she's out here talking about, I know love will find me again. And of course, here comes all the people. Here they come. Absolutely beautiful. Hey, what are we talking about? Absolutely. Okay. Sure will. You have God. Oh, boy, we're going Sky Daddy. We went Sky Daddy. We went full Sky Daddy. Now, listen. I mean, listen. There's some things I know. Love, I can't touch. But now we got to pull in. You have God. You have children in yourself. Everything else is a bonus. Shout out to Big Swole. All right. We got Apple Outback in here. You're a boss. He's coming. Just have patience, sis. Manifest. <laughs> All right. Here's somebody coming in here tearing shit up. Never trust a woman who has broken up a family for personal happiness. Oh, my Lord. Have mercy. Chill. Chill, G-Doc. <laughs> She's loyal to no one but her emotions. Good Lord. Oh, my Lord. Have mercy. Oh, the humanity. See? <laughs> Jesus. Calm down. Who this dude? Let me give him a like. <laughs> My man said, my man said, he said that he went full Thanos. Could not live with your own failure. What did that bring you? Not to me. But this is accurate. This is where I want you to be, gentlemen. Do not be one of these gumps out here. Oh, it'll come in. Never trust a woman who has broken up her family for personal happiness. This is the ultimate betrayal. And 80% of women are filing for divorces. I know you guys are new to the game and you think somebody else made that shit up. We've been talking about it for 10 years. This has been the case for this has been the case for like since no fault divorce has been here. 70% of women have filed for divorces, initiated the shit. Most of it is all she has to do is go to court and say three, these three words. I'm not happy. <laughs> She's loyal to no one but her emotions. This is a deadly trap of love. This is what marriage and love has turned into in romance. The woman just says, I'm not happy. And we're supposed to be like, oh, okay, yeah, it makes sense. And we blame Jermaine on the way out. And it's all Jermaine's fault. It's always Jermaine's fault. Lovely. Lovely. But I feel sorry for the likes of Tia Mari because I experienced this. I'm, I'm mid-40s, mid to late 40s. I've seen this play over and over again so many times. Now, if you're in your 20s and 30s, early 30s, gentlemen, you haven't seen it yet. I've seen many women destroy their lives henceforward with this mindset it's destructive and it is like what i call the bull in the china shop now she gets to do 
this idea of trying to find this love. And then everybody else has to stop the world and let the world orbit around her. Thus, collateral damage. The children have to do this shit. The ex-husband have to do this shit. The new men in her life have to do this. Her mother, her dad have to do this shit. Trying to figure out, oh, we'll bring the world right back around you. Everything focusing on you will get you back on track. Meanwhile, collateral damage. Your kids are depressed. She's depressed. Your kids are fat. They done lost their way. The ex-husband's broke because they went through a divorce. Um, the mom and dad have to take her ass in. She has to suck on the teeth of her mom as an adult woman. Collateral damage with the social system, child care system. Everything's going kaput for her. I'm just telling you, this is what we're doing to society with this love shit. Everything, the, the cousins, the mother, everybody has to readjust their whole life for her shit. And this is Tia Mari. Imagine, multiply this on a grand scale around the world. All over love. All over love, guys. Oh, my, my, I'll find the love again. And then what? You'll blow it up again. And you guys, simps, it, it creates a simp market where you guys can't tell her the real. Hey, you effed up your one chance. And I'm not going to change my life because you effed up. Nothing's going to make her happy, right? Nothing's going to make her happy. And even when she falls in love, it's going to last for a couple of years. She's going to be back out here singing this shit for the next 30 years. It's sad. But we have to put up with this clown show. What she needs is structure. What she needs is discipline. What she needs to understand is, that's not the answer to your problems. And what she needs to and what you need to understand is what love really is. It is a chemical trick to your brain. And you are going to run out of it at some point. Now what? My answer is now what? You better have a plan. Because once love runs out and you've created kids and you bought property and you uh, community, you com you've uh, commingled your properties and funds. Because you were in love, if it falls out of love, what's the plan then? I don't mind the relationship extending past that. But you better have leverage to say, okay, yes, listen, we have a organized relationship and we're here for the children. We're going to stick together. But I'm going to also stick my salami in another woman if you fall out of love with me. That's what I'm going to do. That's what we're going to stick. When couples first meet and they fall in love, that in love thing is limerence. And it's chemicals, cocktail, oxytocin. So when you're around that person, you're like, I, I love being around that. I love thinking about that person, butterflies, all that stuff. And it's an addiction. But between one to three years, it goes away. And once that chemical goes away, then it's like, wah, 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 what's wrong? And when, we're, when that chemical's there, we automatically focus on the things we appreciate about the other person. Because it's the chemicals. But once it goes away, it's like, wait a minute. You're not, something's off. You're doing this wrong. You need to do more of this. I don't feel it. You need to do this. And, you need, and we start looking at what we don't like. Now, that explains it in a way where you don't say who hurt him. He's angry. He's bitter because he doesn't have a woman. He obviously has a woman there, but he understands what love is. It's temporary. Everything's great. And then when it wears off, you start looking at the person like, that's wrong with them. And they got a mole on their nose. And they're not attractive, as I thought. And he's actually an asshole. He's controlling. He's insecure. She's fat. She's got a food pot. She got cottage cheese on her thighs. Then we start being 
you need to change this and you're not doing that no more. And then there you're playing this game over and over again. And you say, well, something's wrong with you. You don't love me no more. Boom. I'm going to go over here and find it. And then you do it again, do it again, do it again. And then it happens again and collapse. And then you go find another one. And then you will tell me love works. I don't know what to tell you. I think the opposite. You guys should have a plan based on love ending every single time. Because when love is there, you do stupid shit that you would never do when the love is not there. For instance, if I have a friend, would I open the bank account up with them? Never. I would never do it. I would never do it. I would never go to a complete stranger that I've known less than six months and open a bank account with them. But for some reason, when I'm in love, we do stupid shit like that. Oh, we don't need, we trust each other, right? Trust is a part of love. Yes, open a bank account. Dumb move. <laughs> That's a stranger. You don't know them. You met them. The only reason you did it is because you're in love. Dumb. And then when you fall out of love, then you start going about the business of uncommingling the funds and closing the bank account. Guess what? You got to jump through hoop and hurdle, hoop and hurdle, hoop and hurdle. By the time you get done, she's stolen $10,000 out the bank account. Then you trying to pursue the $10,000 she stole, but she spent it. Then you take her to court and they're like, well, she spent it. Well, don't. Yep. It, 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 it's like that shit every time. I don't understand. So listen, we've all been there. But once you find out what it really is behind the curtain, you will realize what's up. Okay. Yep, it was a gift. It was mine. It, 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 it gets dumb. It gets dumb, and it gets dumber and dumber over time. Now, let's get to, oh, we got this woman here. Oh, the reason why I pulled this clip up is because this is a woman here. We're going to go back to the main event. Are you guys ready? Yes, indeed. Are you ready? Back to what we were talking about. Uh, women of older age have dated, um, I'm sorry. Mostly all women of young age have dated older men. I've been saying this for years. I've been pointing this out. And then it is thus be only becomes a problem when you become older and established and you start dating younger women. And I find it hypocritical that women say this is reprehensible. And it's always older women. Older women say this is terrible. You're this. You're a predator. You're a metaphile. This is terrible. That could be your daughter. They start coming up with all these sign languages. As to why it's wrong. But what I want to tell you guys is ultimately most women when they were younger dated older men, whether slightly older or they've tested a way older gentleman. So let me give you an example of an older woman shaming men for checking out younger women. Although you could probably tell this woman's messed with a bunch of older men. Mm. Let me see if I can play this clip. Here she is trying to look younger, doing everything she can, which is the other hypocritical point. Many of the things they do surgery-wise, many of the things they do skincare-wise, many of the things they do with oil of Olay, uh, uh, Botox, breast implant, is to mimic younger women, which is the other hypocritical part. Everything they do is to mimic younger women, look younger, lie about their age. I just had a woman shave 10 years off of her seeking profile. And then say, oh, one more thing I have to tell you. I'm actually nine years older than my profile, Ninjas. I kid you not. Now, 
Let's hear what she has to say, and it's sort of out of sync, but we'll play it. It says, the caption, what does it say? Something all the grown men at the gym are watching. Watching all the grown men at the gym hit on 16-year-old girls who look 25. Bruh, what, it, what in the hell are you talking about? What are you talking about? First of all, she looks 25. How do you know she's 16? Like, what are you talking about here? And why are you faulting the men hitting on a girl who looks 25 according to your definition? Why are you faulting them? And how do you know they're 16? This guy says, translation, I'm mad I'm not getting that attention. Why? Because we know you're 42 under all that Botox. But that's neither here nor there. Here we go. Well, you'll be convicted soon. Well, you'll be convicted soon. Well, you'll be convicted soon. All right, so first of all, she couldn't get her sink down on this one. Her sinking is not matching with it. And she says, well, you'll be convicted soon. Now, I use that to set up this story. I use that to set up this story. You cannot tell me that woman has not messed with older men. And she probably still messing with older men in her life. And when I say they mess with older men, let's just take it back to high school. Take it back to high school. We all knew, as we acknowledge, that they have dated men uh, when, they were, when they were 16 and 11th grade. They dated dudes that were 18, 19, and 20. We actually showed you videos of women and admitting as such. We had a young woman that said, when I was 14, I was riding around with gangbangers and drug dealers in their Chevy Impala. I mean, it is the story that we've all seen. So much so that it kind of ruined us as young men because we can never be good enough. When they got to college, freshman and sophomore year, they dated the older dudes in the frats, football teams, the dudes that were off campus visiting, you know, Escalade with the Spreewell rims for my days while I'm driving around on a Honda Civic. The guys seem to always be slightly older. Then they get to a period where they will experience an older man. They'll go older, older, like 30, 35, 40. You know, they'll do it. They won't be out there in the public doing it, but they'll experiment with it. And they'll be somewhat in some sort of relationship with one and it'll work or not work. And then they'll say, well, it doesn't work. Why? Power dynamic was off. She couldn't leverage manipulation. She couldn't leverage what she had over that man. Thus, she said the power wasn't there. Sound like the power was there. You just couldn't use it against him. You couldn't use the power of vagina against an older man because the older man's like, you're replaceable. So she doesn't have the power to manipulate. Thus, she says it, does, it didn't work out for her, right? So with this being said, we acknowledge that we've experienced a lot of women dating older men. Thus, when they get older, they shame you for doing it when you both reach the same age. When you both were in the 11th grade, she didn't care about it. When you both were in college, she didn't care about it. When you both were 25, you didn't, she didn't care about it. Now you're 40 and she can't get with you or she can just be practiced. Then you go down and date younger women as she did older men. Now she's mad. Yep, same thing with nightclubs. Nightclubs, VIP, You, she in the VIP, you struggling. She did not care. Who was she in the VIP with? Older men. We know this. They're, they weren't men our age. They were men older, slightly older, four years, five years older, maybe 10, sometimes 20, right? So then when they run out of time, then they come back to you and they say, no, nah, you shouldn't be doing that, right? Mm. But you did it. You did it. You did it when you were younger. What are you doing? Now, 
Nia Long is going to make this fantastic admission. And this is a doozy. All right, this one's a doozy. Let's take you to this. Nia Long reveals she dated a 30-year-old man. Get this. While in high school. This is the epitome of what I'm talking about. It is very rare that women date men their same age. They do at some point, then they age out. Y'all seen the awkward prom picture where the woman's in the young woman, the young ladies in the dress. She's got her hair done, makeup, eyelashes, and the dudes in sneakers and the rented tux. And the age discrepancy is just off the charts. You're like, wow, she looks like a young woman and he looks like a, a pubic hair. We've seen it and it just doesn't match. And then she realizes this. And she goes, let me see what the older boys are doing, right? And then she'll qualify. She's now 18. The guys are 21, 22, 23. Somewhat normal. Now, this takes the cake. What age is she in high school? That's the first one. To say she dated a man in her 30s ninjas. Mm. What? <laughs> okay, let's get into this. We have the footage to back it up if anybody want to know. And it is an older footage. And I, listen, I'm not being critical of her, but free R. Kelly. <laughs> All right, what the fuck? What are we doing? She, was she a freshman? Somebody said, I'm guessing 16. We don't know. Dude, We she said high school. I cringe at the age that she could have been. And not only that, she got her mother's blessing. Uh-oh. She got her mother's blessing. This is another thing that you guys better start. Listen, we teach you not to hate. I don't hate women, ladies. I don't have any time to hate women. But I understand you. I understand you really well. Do not try to play me. I asked the Lord for this blessing. I asked the Lord himself. I got down on my knees and I prayed and I said, Lord, I love women. But for some reason, I can't understand them. I would do anything. I would do anything, Lord, to understand women. I went up to the Lord himself. Chiefs was sitting next to him on the throne. So, so next to him, the Holy Spirit. And I said, Lord, bestow unto me the understanding of women. I want to understand them. The Lord said, son, see God Allah. If you want this understanding, there's one thing you're going to have to give up forever. And I said, Lord, I'll do whatever you want. Lord, I want the understanding of them. And he says, son, if I give you understanding of women, there's one thing that you're going to have to give up forever. And I said, I want it. And the Lord said, if I give you this understanding. You will never love another woman again. And I said, well, hmm. I'll never love another one again. He says, you'll never love another woman again. Well, will I be able to fornicate with them? Yes. 
although it's a sin, and I'll cast you down there to the bread. But yes, you'll be able to function and fornicate. Okay, I said, I'll take it. And the Lord sent me back with the understanding of women. Thus, if I understand you, I can't hate you. I have to be able to describe you. However, I'll never love you again. I'll take it. And here I am bestowing on you the blessings that the Lord gave me, the understanding of women. Fair deal. I'll take it. All right. I'll take it. Yes, indeed. I'll take it. Thus, I'm telling you. <laughs> this is the realest love I can give you. And I stole this. He says, Solomon CGA. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes, we tell you guys, right? Adams 316 says, I understand women. So here we go. <laughs> what I'm going to tell you is many times the women in other women's lives, right? The girlfriend that you date that is now 30 and 40 and 26, you meet her. Her mother knows what she's been doing. Her father doesn't know. Her mother knows. Her relatives know. Her grandmama knows. Her nana knows. Guess who don't know? You. Yes. And that's you. Let's go into this. You're going to hear her admit it. Let's go ahead and hear her admit it. And the crowd gets uncomfortable. Here we go. Let's go ahead and play it. No, you guys said no audio. My bad. I was listening to it. My bad. We're going to share the audio. Oh, man. She was shuffling, too. All right. My bad. Let's hear it again. I got it lined up. I wasn't the girl that ever went to prom. Like, my boyfriend was 30 when I, when I was in high school. I know my mother was crazy, but you know what? He was... I would never, ever let my... I mean that in a good way. Like she was an artist. She was like, well, if that's who you love, baby. And he was so good to me and kind and like. <laughs> right? And he, listen, he did it, he did it the right way. Like I was. Shout out to the gordita sitting next to her right there. It's a big gordita. Did you see it? Did you hear it? Did you hear it? Let's play it again. We're going to play it again. Y'all didn't hear the sound? You should hear the sound on this one. Some of you guys are behind on the stream. You hear this, right? You guys heard what you heard. <laughs> I'm going to play it again for you. You heard what you heard. Here we go. Wasn't the girl that ever went to prom. Like, my boyfriend was 30 when I, when I was in high school. I know. Now, she knows she's stammering. She starts shuffling here. She's stammering. What's going on over here, though? My, my, my. My boyfriend was 30 when I was in high school. She said it. Trust me. I don't know many women in high school dating 30-year-olds, but I do know women, a lot of women that are 18 and 19 doing it. And I know a lot of women who are 25 dating 40-year-olds. But when you do it, they catch you. <laughs> this is an old interview, by the way, six years ago. Let's play it. No, my mother was crazy, but you know what? He was, I would never, ever let my, 
I mean that in a good way. Like she was an artist. She was like, well, if that's who you love, baby. And well, if that's the mom co-signed on it. The mom co-signed on it. <laughs> the mom co-signed on it. The mom knew it. And the rest is history. As a result, maybe you can see why she's had relationships the way she has. Now, if her daddy was there, I'm sure he wouldn't co-sign. What about daddy? I know the mom was, the mom was an artist. Where was the daddy? Let's continue. He was so good to me and kind and like. <laughs> so now look at her. He was so good to me and kind. I bet he was. <laughs> I bet he was. He's sitting up there violating the whole law. And listen, in many municipalities, this is not against the law, sadly. He was so good and kind. He treated me well. He did it the right way. What are we doing? Yeah, she's trying to shuffle now. She's like, what? what? What's the problem? Right? And he, listen, he did it. He did it the right way. He did it appropriately. He did it appropriately. What type of appropriate are we talking about? Listen, in some municipalities, this could be legal. Sadly enough, in 30 states, this could be legal. <laughs> this could be legal in 30 states. I don't encourage it, but it could happen time-wise, timeline-wise, that this could be somewhat legal. So I, I don't know what to tell you on that one. That's Y'all have to live with that. But what in the hell he did it the right way? <laughs> Somebody says, Coach always says, let them talk and they'll tell them themselves. Always. That's why you ask them the hard questions. Let them talk and let her keep talking. What else did you got to say here? Like, I wasn't the girl that ever went. To oh, she got another clip here. He went to her. He was from Oman. He went to her and he said, I love your daughter and I want to date your daughter. And he asked permission. Look at your face. You're like. That ain't happening with my baby. <laughs> and, and, but you know what he taught me? Cause he owned a hair salon. He taught me how to do my own hair and makeup. Really? So I got that. Um, he, oh my Lord. Okay. So let me tell you what happened. <laughs> let me tell you what happened. Y'all. He put the big payola on Madre. He went to mom. And as my brother said in pre in Africa, Malik, or Malik, you put the payola, you pray to buy bride price, you put the payola on the mom, and you get to go ahead. I got money. And according to R. Kelly, he had Aaliyah the same way, and he was he was doing back shots on the mom, allegedly. He was doing back shots on Aaliyah's mom and putting the payola. Guys, it's <laughs> he paid the dowry. Oh, my mom was okay with it. How was she okay with it? She was an artist. That means she was broke. That means he might have had a little money. Look the other way. He put the bride price on him. This is how people have been doing for a long time. <laughs> so, oh, she was okay with it. Yeah. Yeah, he bought he bought the young underage 18 daughter. Bought and sold. Now, she doesn't realize it. He was nice and everything went right. And nah, nah, nah. Let's continue here. Mom was the pimp. mom pimped out the daughter. These are all stories that we've known for a long time. Guys, went to the R. Kaylee agency. Sorry, the dowry, not the bride price. The paid the dowry. He went to her. He was from Oman. He went to her and he said, I love your daughter and I want 
to date your daughter and he asked permission. Look at your face. You're like, that ain't <laughs> happening with my baby. So I uh, guys, uh, she's facing some backlash. This clip disappeared and it just resurfaced. Shade Room, the TD Jakes church is all over this. But you see she's facing backlash to cut. The audience is quite uncomfortable with what they're hearing. And they're like, what, 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 what does this mean in context? Let's take a look at what her love life has been. Disastrous. Right? Now, this one could have worked out. Matter of fact, of all of her relationships, this probably was the best one. She's speaking of it very kindly and positively. I don't know why it broke up. We don't have the clip. But her other relationships have been somewhat disastrous afterwards. Let's continue the clip. Baby. <laughs> and, and, but you know what he taught me? Because he owned a hair salon. He taught me how to do my own hair and makeup. What? Bruh. Bruh, 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 bruh. <laughs> Look at her face. She, she sold on this shit. Well, I got a benefit out of it. I got a benefit. <laughs> okay. I got my hair, hair and nails and makeup done. And she's convinced eyebrows raised and all of that shit. <laughs> After he was rearranging them guts, she's sitting there talking about, well, at least he's taught me to do my hair and makeup. Sold to the highest bidder. And then they'll come out 40, wondering why their relationships don't work, right? So I got that. <laughs> she was she swallowed. So there was a benefit. Um, he went to her. He was from Oman. He went to her and he said, I love your daughter and I want to date your daughter. And he asked permission. Look at your face. You're like, that ain't <laughs> happening with my baby. <laughs> and and but you know what he taught me? Because he owned a hair salon. He taught me how to do my own hair and makeup. Really? So I got that. Um, he okay. All right. Um, guys, guys, I, I, I'm, I'm what I'm telling you these things here. Yeah. What people, <laughs> people think that I'm trying to support something. I'm trying to endorse something. I'm not. What I'm telling you is the inconsistencies in these people's lives that ultimately when you get older, they'll start raining down on you and shaming you for doing similar things. And trying to guilt trip you into doing what? Taking over leftover baggage. That's ultimately what it is. And guys fall for this, which is called simping. You fall for this programming. Then you find out they were doing the very thing they told you not to do. And then you say, well, you had all your fun. Now, why can't I have my fun? No, you're not supposed to have fun. You're forever supposed to be the, the government mule. You're never supposed to have fun. You're never supposed to chase your happiness and desires. You're never supposed to do what makes you feel good. Unfortunately, they don't think about that about them. I'm always supposed to chase what makes me feel good. And then when it doesn't work, I fall under the lining of a simp. Mm. Crazy. It's crazy, but I, it's not a surprise to me because we know this to be true of a lot of women. They do this and then it's kind of kind of what they do about everything. If they, have an, if they have an unadvantage or not favorable advantage, they will shame you. And then ultimately, they will get you to believe you're not supposed to do above and beyond them. Oh, let's, okay, I feel sorry for them. What we have to do, we have to do this for the ladies. We have to let, we have to give them a chance. Then you give them a chance and it's the Trojan horse. Then they march everybody else in the door. And then eventually they'll get the advantage. Now, have you ever in the history, have you ever in the history 
walked up to a group of women that have an advantage and shamed them into giving up the advantage. I'll wait. I'm going to wait. Have they ever said, you know what, ladies? These guys are right. We do have an unfair advantage. This double standard is not good. Seeing that we have an advantage, let's do less and give them an opportunity. Have you ever in the history seen them do that? They'd be like, well, we got the advantage now. Too bad for you. Sucks to be you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, this is what's happening. So sad to share this story. And it's not to make her feel bad. This is an old resurfaced clip. Obviously, the people in the comment section, one of them says, who the F found an interview from six years ago? Please stop it. <laughs> All right. Don't use that as a read. Oh, no. And everybody's supporting it. Yes, it's old. You know what's old? Also, she was old enough 30 years ago to be getting ramrodded by a guy who was 12, at least 12 years older. Probably 15 years older. Oh, that's old. <laughs> okay, here's a guy. A 30-year-old man shouldn't even try to F with a girl in high school. Ask Jeffrey Epstein about that and everybody that's been on island. Then that same person who had the previous tweet or response, that man needs to explain why he saw what he saw in common with the 17-year-old girl as a 30-year-old man. We don't know it's 17. First of all, Second of all, my question is, why do people have to have something in common to be in any relationship? I'll wait. Maybe you guys can ask that. answer that. I'm going to ask that question. What does having something in common with have to do with a relationship? Because I'm going to. I'm going to smoke your ass. You know me. I'm going to lead you into that. I'm going to lead you in the bear trap. I'm going to tear your ass up as soon as you take the bait. So, but go ahead. <laughs> Please go ahead. Soon as you answer that shit, because I already know what you're going to answer. I'm going to tear your ass from limb to limb. Bring your ass. Matter of fact, matter of fact, what we're going to do, I'm going to do the super chats. I'll invite your ass up only if you want to answer that question. But I'm gonna tear, I'm gonna tie your ass up into a whole pretzel soon as you answer that shit with chicken box. Soon as you say it, <laughs> tell your ass up. Bring that shit on. All right. You might as well make a love argument while you come up. All right, because I'm gonna tear your ass up. <laughs> Let me know if somebody wants to come up and we're only answering that question. Don't come up and be like, hey, coach, you changed my life. Okay. I appreciate that. I'm going to ask it again. When does having something in common or what does having something in common have to do with a relationship? Please sell me that shit right now. I'm going to tear your ass up. First of all, answer it in the chat. But I'll, I'll let you answer it. <laughs> I'll let you answer the shit. Yeah, listen, I'm not even going to answer my side yet, but we'll go ahead and let you go with it. Chicken box. But what they'll do is they'll do what? They'll use that as this person has nothing in common with that person simply because of chronological age. Now, many times that can be true, but many times I can have something completely uncommon with someone the same age. Our life could have a completely different course 
and we can get together side by side and have zero in common. And I can have her grab her ankles and get pleasure from her, or she can get a whole thrill out of me. And we can't even speak the same language. That's first of all. First of all, we don't even speak the same language. Because we letting our bodies talk. That's number one. Number two, in the priorities of relationship, having something in common is low. But, oh, what do they have in common? Obviously, they had something in common. They both wanted something or they both fulfilled a need. They both fulfilled a need. That's a relationship. You can have zero in common as long as you fulfill a need. People say common morals, values, and ethics. That would be in common. But you can also have a lot of things not in common. This person listens to country. You listen to hip hop. Let's say if you date a white girl, like if you're a black guy and you date a white girl, this will be common where she will say, did you watch Friends and Seinfeld? And you will say, I never watched Friends or Seinfeld because when they were on, Martin and in, in Living Single came on. Did you watch Saturday Night Live? No, I was watching In Living Color. You won't even be watching and grow up watching the same shit. Your, your sense of humor is different from hers. You'll be like, let me show you this episode of In Living Color. She'll probably sit there and not laugh at anything. You, on the other hand, will watch an episode of Seinfeld and the shit will be right over your head. Nothing. Mm. Nothing. You will have nothing. You won't laugh. You won't even sniggle. Not once. You won't even sniggle, but you're the same age. You're the same age. You're like, ah, well, you know what? Might as well just go ahead and fornicate. Mm. Same age, different culture. So common had nothing to do with it. You can still have a good relationship. You can still grow up in the same era and had a completely different experience. You listen to Nirvana and she listened to Sir Mix a lot. Same years. Same years. Age had nothing to do with it. You had a completely different path. She was an emo grunge, and you were over here. <laughs> anyway. So it is what it is. So guys don't realize that. You know what I mean? Like, you're just going to throw age on top of it. Nothing in common. No, 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 no. All right, let me get to these super chats. Where are we at? Oh, we got. Uh, let me see. This is a guy here. Is it? I can't pronounce his name. Tahuti says uh, XXs aren't that cunning. Men just underestimate them and also place themselves at a disadvantage chasing peace leave. Once off the pedestal, it's game over. It's game over. And you know who knows this? Thanks for sharing that, guys. Uh, let me hit you with the game over. You know who notices this? Game over. Um, if you're a guy that gets to the point where P is not pedestalized, women your age can't do anything with you. They don't know what to do, right? It normally has worked for them. As they age, it works a little bit less. This is why you see women on Tinder say they're happy single, but they're constantly trying to get men to get into relationships with, and they have absolutely no leverage. And it's kind of comical, right? It's comical to see them go through this. I just want a man all to myself and, and to slow down and settle down with. And I, I want a man that's going to take my fat ass. You know what I mean? And, and they married and divorced twice. 
and they don't own. You're just like, wow, you're still there. I'm not the girl, the kind of girl to hook up. And you're just like, this is crazy. Like, it's mind blowing to me. I think it's I think it's comedy. I think it's pure comedy. I'm like, dude, you lost all leverage and you're still delusional. With that being said, when they find guys, I'm going to ask you this. When they find guys that don't fall for that. Oh, wait for my magical P. My P is better. It's going to be worth it. And they just lie in there like a Carl's Jr. star. Okay, they ain't doing nothing extraordinary, nothing. They just going to just hold out on P that they've given out to 50 different men prior to you. Now, when it doesn't work on you, what the hell do they do? Do they say, you know what? I'll show you. <laughs> Never in the history of dating in today's world has a woman with less leverage said, you know what? I'm going to prove it to you and stick that shit out, right? You know what I mean? Like, I'm going to prove it. I'm going to do this. I'm going to jump. They eventually say, oh, he's not going to jump through hurdles. I'll just wait for another one. I'll wait for another one. <laughs> he said, grown-ass children. They're like, nope. Okay, he ain't falling for the bullshit. Next. He ain't falling for the bullshit. Next. He ain't falling for the bullshit. Next. They just go to the next su sucker. Just waiting for a sucker. Yep, they skedaddle. We talked about this yesterday or last week. That's, that's a guy who can't be manipulated by her anymore. She doesn't have the power. Now, she'll never admit it, but she's just looking for a sucker. That's all she is. She's just waiting for the dumbest dude to take this dumbass deal. <laughs> she's like, I'll just wait for somebody. All these men want my pee. Yeah, they just want to lay up in it. Don't mean you have power, but it's the guys that pedestalize them and jump in above and beyond, take a deal that nobody else is taking. I'll say this again. You'll take a deal that's nobody else is taking. Nobody. Not one other man has stepped up in front of you and says, pardon me, may I have this dance? Nobody's cut you off. You just a dancing with her ass. All right, you just a turning her ass, dipping her, taking her, twirling. I see the value in her. Nobody else taking that deal. All right, let me get to these super chats. MC Hamster says, no trust without us. No trust without TRT. Men up and lead. Wayfarer says, ye cannot love the, wait, ye cannot love them as hereunto though ye have done. I messed that up. Lest you fall, fail to understand their ways. He says, from the writings of Coach Adamus and the Crimson texts in the crimson texts you cannot love those here unto ye have done least you fail to understand their ways understand their ways guys women are not perfect people and men aren't perfect people we're very imperfect however in our world we've lent them the moral high ground this is where you make a mistake as a simp ladies i'm glad you're listening this is how you make a mistake as a simp you believe women have the moral high ground, which is a classic mistake. Even the Bible warns you of this. They do not have the moral high ground. I submit to you today. They do not have the moral high ground. Over men. Now, I will say this and say men don't have the moral high ground over women. However, in our world, we assume and give them the moral high ground, which we have the mistake. That's where the mistakes are going to be made. But and they will present in the world, I would never do that. If women led, there will be better. There will be a utopia. We would have peace. 
I know this to be false. And there's too much evidence to provide that I can share with you that that would be false. That is a means to give up control, which once they have control, they will not give it back. It's kind of like the government. Once you give them the control, they're not, they're going to just give it back in bits and pieces. All right. They ain't giving no control back. That's a means to give up control. They do not hold the moral high ground at all. I'm not going to lend that to you right up front. Well, I'm a woman. Why would I lie? Y'all be lying all the time <laughs> and get caught and then blame somebody else. Like, what the fuck? I ain't stupid. <laughs> Y'all be lying when you wake up in the morning. You brush your teeth with lie toothpaste. You put lie in your hair. You know what I mean? Like, shit. You wake up, put lie in your hair, lie on your face, make up, lie on your teeth, shit. Y'all wake up in the morning. Y'all y'all sleepwalk lying. You sleep talk lying. Your name should be lying. All right, come on, man. I'm not saying this as a means to put people down, but damn. I, I know enough to not be trusting nobody like that. And don't show up because you just a woman and say, I'm not a liar. Man, look, man, I ain't having that shit. I ain't having it. And that's it. If a man said the same thing to me, I would look at his ass crazy. Man, you could trust me though. Ninja, please. Ninja, please. You ain't getting no trust. You're going to earn the trust. As soon as you say that, guess what they do? Every failed relationship started off like, like this. Well, love must have trust. And you must trust me. Okay, I've only known you for 10 days. Yeah, but love equals trust. You got to trust me. And then what do you do? You give them mother suckers everything that they wanted right up front. This is the worst contract in the history of romance. You give them everything because you love them and you trust them. They get dates, vacations, cruises. You get monogamous sex. You get marriages proposals rings gifts weddings you get everything up front then after they are done they pull the rug from up under your foot blame you for pulling it gather everything they collected as gifts move on to the next guy and then get all the shit up front once again it's a front-loaded contract it's the worst contract since Derek Carr in the Las Vegas Raiders it's the worst contract since Derek Carr and the Las Vegas Raiders, there ain't no worser contract than that shit going on right now. <laughs> Value loaded, upfront, benefit contract, upfront. And then when it doesn't, just whoop, yank. And, and then blame you on the way out. Take all the cash and prizes. And then if you marry them, get cash and prizes on the way out the door. Shit. Mm. Man, I ain't never taking no deal like that. Like, are you serious? Please. <laughs> All right. Shout out to JC. He imprinted on her and she will never find that again. Matter of fact, I will venture to say, JC, that this is her best relationship going forward. The relationship she had with that 30-year-old male while she was in high school, I can almost guarantee that's the best relationship she had. And nobody can deny it because she ain't got no relationship right now. Who will deny it? Who will deny it? She had the best relationship in that one right there. Where are we at? All right. We got no government name, Jay. 
He says, but coach, men push women into the arms of younger men. <laughs> yes, we pushed them into their arms. We push them. Anytime we do it, we push them. We just so happen to be so insecure about this one man. Damn, you know, your relationship with this guy seems suspect. I don't worry about him. I would never do that to you. Yeah, but it seems a little, you know, suspicious. I, I think you guys are a little closer than I'm comfortable with. Uh, I, I, I think you might want to tailor that. Oh, you can never, never, never believe that. I would never do that. I'm a one-woman man. I'm a one-man woman. I would never cheat. In the history of time, has that ever been accurate? When you break up or just before you break up, that happens to be the one person she gets with. <laughs> like, <laughs> to validate everything you believe, that is the one person they show up with. And you're like, well, you push me into his arms. They're very clever with this shit. You push me into his arms. I mean, I kept him close and it was uncomfortable and he teased me and he rubbed my shoulders and he fornicated with me. And he... yeah, but I never thought about, I never thought about leaving you for him. <laughs> and, then, and then that's the guy she shows up with. Guys, if you got divorced, you got divorced. And this is for women too, ladies. I know I'll throw you a bone. This is for women too. But let's say you you got broken up. Your relationship got broken up or you got a divorce. You might not get the real answer as to why you got divorced. It just doesn't make sense because people are lying in therapy. They're lying to their attorneys. They're lying in court. So you don't really get the full problem. You don't get the full solution or the answers till years later. But that person will make a move that will sum the shit up. And it's something like this. It's going to sum, sum it up. The move is going to be like, she's going to move in with someone. Or she starts dating someone. Or she starts going on vacation with someone. And that someone just happens to be at her job. Now, you're going to put two and two together. You're going to say, wait a minute. The next guy in line was somebody at work. You'll do a timeline. You'll want to ask questions. Oh, you guys work together, huh? How long have you been working together? Well, you broke up two years ago. They've been working together the last three years. And you're going to go, oh, interesting. Yeah, see, because three years ago, my relationship went left all of a sudden. All of a sudden, I started having problems in my relationships three years ago. Interesting timing is that when that's when you showed up on the scene. Right? That's when you she started acting funny right about when you guys start working together. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like or right when she started going to this gym, right when she started doing this, right when she started interesting timing. The coincidence is not coincidence. That shit started happening in your background. He started bending her ear. He started doing this and that. And then all of a sudden, she started, she couldn't honor and serve two masters. She had to choose one. Many times she was going with the guy who gave her the pursue feelings that I talked about earlier. He starts pursuing. You're giving her relationship vibes. He's giving her pursue vibes. If she falls for it, it's a wrap. 
Not to say that they were cheating before you, but it could be highly likely that they were. Thus, she had to destroy one of the relationships and the one that was making her feel good, that's not the one she's going to destroy. Then she, yep, Tom Brady, there's too many examples of this happening, right? And they can do this overnight, guys. It matters none what you did for her. Now, we're just talking about men from, from the male perspective. Women are like, oh, guys can do it too. Yes, let's open up that box. Just so when you don't want to take this heat, you want to say, guys, do it too. Let's stay on you. Because you always want to talk about you until I'm putting that heat on you. The reality is they can't serve two masters. Somebody takes a precedent. She goes with the feelings. Oh, he doesn't, you know, we're at home. It's a little boring. This one feels a little bit better. And eventually you'll find out. You'll catch questions. She'll start to, oh, he's just a coworker. Then you feel insecure, controlling. Then she has to do what? What does she have to do now that you're on, you've caught on to this shit? What does she have to do now that she's caught on to this shit? We're teaching today at the three-hour mark. Okay. Okay. Did you, did you guys lose the stream? Okay. What does she have to do now? She has to blame you. So now she has to find you cheating. She has to catch you doing despicable shit. She has to find out, you know, tell you you're controlling. She has to get you out of the door. She has to catch you doing stupid shit. She has to find out where you, she has to make you the abuser. So any argument that you caught, you catch her in doing despicable shit or shit that's on the fringe, you're like, I don't feel comfortable with that. Argument ensues. You're the verbal abuser. Mm. Yep. She got to start finding a way to shift that blame to you. So when she exit out the door to the new guy, you were the one that got her and pushed her into her arms. The shit is the classic tale. So I say this to say, this is the case in most situations. Yeah, she got it. She got to get your ass to be out here. What this is called handing you the scissors. You do the cutting. Then when you do the cutting, she goes and plays victim to everybody. It is all Jermaine's fault. It's always all right. Fault. So just a lesson. Shout out to who we got here. We got no government name. B, he says, to your point that YouTube content creators are big business. Did you see that Logan Paul and Mr. Beast had primetime commercials during the Super Bowl? Indeed. Indeed. YouTube money going to run out. YouTube going to cut down. YouTube going to do this. YouTube going to do that. If you're a content creator, that ain't the case. YouTube going to be here forever. All right. Um, but anyway, whether you are, that's neither here nor there. Macaroni Tony, I've seen countless stories about male celebrities granting the wishes of a high school student as their prom date reversed the roles and it's just not there. He says R&B divas and actresses are not going to prom with their male fans. Indeed. So that was always interesting of me. I find that quite interesting. That people will do that, but they'll like, no, it's good. It's good. Don't worry about all that, right? Um, but I think there have been female celebrities that have granted those wishes. I want to say Mariah Carey or J-Lo off the top of my head, but I could be wrong. We got three brothers over here. We got five brothers over here. Ninja Snuggle says, hey, coach, would I be considered a metaphile if I go and see the Pac-12 gymnastics championships by myself and I'm 32. Should I bring a friend? No, man, just sit up nope. high in the rafters if you want. But uh, I would go. 
Those girls are there for you to go and see. But a, a couple people will try to frame you as a pervert, which is weird. But broads be going to uh, been going to B2K concerts for a long time, so I don't get it. Anyway, guys, don't care what they fi- they don't don't care what they think, man. Somebody said Franklin says, Coach, this was on point, Coach. He says you're right. When they show up out of the blue, they're running from something. I once dated this chick. We had lost contact. Then she showed up after five years. Then my stupid ass believed her story of abuse. It's a, these are a classic. And decided to date her. My blue pill ass promised to be different when that relationship ended badly. He says, um, when that well, that relationship ended badly. So shameful. I can't share the ideas. Basically, I was dating the devil and didn't. What happened? I got something popped up on my screen. All right. It was a survey. He says, uh, basically, I was dating the devil and didn't know it. I later found from close sources she was a renowned 304 in Canada before she moved to the U.S. And he said, for you, it was. Guys, when they move from a, another state, from another another city, from another city, another dude, they're running from a past. Never believe, huh? I'm just on a spiritual journey. They're running from something. They're running from something. Deadly Ellie, men need sex. Women want good sex. <laughs> All right. Interesting there. And uh, we got three more. Uh, we got uh, Newski says, I remember being young, hearing older women telling younger men. He says, uh, look at my little boyfriend. He's so handsome. He's going to get a lot of women when he gets older. He says, if that was a man, he would be uh, have his fist to handcuffs. Yes. Right. You can't say things like that. Uh, yes. I've had that even in churches where I was, you know, 15, 14 and, um, older women. Oh, that's my little boyfriend. Oh, this and that he cute. Oh, I can't wait till he grow up. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? And, oh, he's, you know, giving you kisses and all that shit and, uh, not kisses on the lips, but you know, it was kind of weird holding your hand. And, um, dude, if you do some shit like that, Somebody says, yep, in church, same thing. If you did some shit like that as an adult, you're 30, and you walk by Sunday school, <laughs> the high school Sunday school, which they're probably doing in many churches, and you'd be like, ooh, hey, ooh, you're going to be a heartbreaker, girl. Oh, boy, Lord, that's my little girl. Oh, I can't wait till you get 18. Your ass going to jail. They having your ass hemmed up. Oh, she growing. Oh, boy, she growing up and out. Lord. <laughs> that girl didn't grow up over the summer. Oh, my Lord. Well, how old are you? 16 now? Oh, Lord. Damn, I'm going to watch the clock on you. Set the clock on this one. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Set the clock, baby. Lord, I can't wait. How long is your birthday, baby? All right. Woo. Checking in with your ass. Let me put my number in real quick. Nah, no government name. Shout out to the coach gang. I'm 28 with a full-time job, and I officiate college baseball and softball. Shout out to you. Should I risk what I do on the field and court with the junior college or just get a woman? I would say you need a different area code because you're doing collegiate sports. Listen, when I was doing collegiate sports, I had to do what we call compartmentalized feelings right and so a lot of people say well coach you were you were messing with girls and i mean you were coaching and working with women in college 
you must have been doing metal foul shit then. No. And this is why I kind of make up for lost time now because I had to compartmentalize feelings, turn off feelings in order to get the job done, right? So you're having to do the same thing because you have a job and you can't cross that line. You got to turn those feelings off, suppress them, which is not the healthiest thing to do. Suppression is never healthy, no matter what. It's hard to turn off feelings. But with that, you got to do that. So you got to do your shit on the low, out, away. Okay, teachers do this. All kind of people do these things. Uh, people in job environments, they turn these feelings off, suppress them as if we're not human beings. But you have to put them in your back of your head, compartmentalize and say, I can't cross that line, right? But do not do this out in the full public because you have a certain job and they could you could be risking your job doing that, okay? And, it, and somebody says compartmentalizing is difficult. It's very difficult thing to do. But um, when you prioritize your work and your craft over the pursuit of that, you won't cross the line or you'll be able to control yourself in what we, we, we call, um, we call, um, oh, damn, I can't remember the word, but it begins with a C. You're basically put, putting control mechanisms and prioritizing what's important, right? You're putting over, but not many people can do this. You see people fail all the time, police officers, in every profession, CEOs, um, um, uh, teachers. What's the word I'm looking for? But you're supposed to exercise a lot more. I want to say control over these things, right? Have judgment. Yeah. Um, Emmy Yudoka failed this. Not compartmentalized, but anyway. That's a great question. But yeah, you have to be discre use discretion. Many times you are the authority. Authority. If you're an authoritative position, you're a coach, a teacher, a CEO, police chief, uh, a, a college referee. Did I say a coach? You have significant authority over these people, right? Constraint, I believe, is the word. Restraint or country. Yeah, restraint is the word. So if that's the case, you got to know that many times if you cross that line, people, you're an easy target. They could just blame you 100%. And you never want to be in a position. Discipline is a great word. You never want to be in a position to where you take 100% of the blame, even though the other person was an adult and they decided to get into it as well, right? Because then you have the power of authority situation. As an authority figure, you can't take, even as a celebrity, you have the authority position. Even as a celebrity or a personality on YouTube, they can say, and I've heard and met people, men and women that met me, they're like, oh, man, wow, I'm shocked. I'm stunned. I'm, I'm nervous. I don't know what to say. Now, to me, it's weird. I'm like, I'm just me. But to a lot of people, I'm famous or infamous. I'm visible. So when they see me in public, like, oh, shit, damn. Even, you know, men and women do this. I can't believe it's you and this is actually here, right? So that's a, that's a power position. What will happen in a power position is that they may do something that they normally wouldn't done wouldn't have done in another position. If the person was not known, they might not have went through what they went through. And then they might say, oh, man, uh, you know. So as, as a result of this, I understand that power. You have to acknowledge the power. Yeah, professors. College professors, same thing. So the woman will say, 
you know, I need a better grade. I went to the office hours. They'll be flirting. There's always sexual tension in flirting. I don't care if you, if both people aren't attractive. One person is attracted. There's going to be sexual tension. So there's sexual tension. It's always present, but the college professor oversteps his boundary. It's legal, but it's immoral in the university policy. They may not support it. At that point, the student is always the student. The professor is always the professor. I don't care if both people consented. The power dynamic was so, so large that the woman could say, well, I thought this would be a good decision, but it's not. And then you're fucked. Okay. So always know that. Yeah, Matt Lauer took 100% of the blame. TJ Holmes, 100% of the blame, even though they acknowledged there was a sex culture, even though they acknowledged women were sleeping the way to the top, even though they acknowledged full participation, they will always say you had the advantage. When you're in a vantage position, I suggest to you, don't do it. If you choose to do it, you're rolling the dice. Will you always get caught? No. But anytime they want to use that power dynamic you had to their advantage, you're going to get the blame. You're, he was the president. He was the leader of a country. He was the CEO. He was the senior vice president. He was the professor. And everything could be adult. Everybody could decide it. He was the pastor. He was this. Oh, shame on you. Shame on you. You should have known. I always find that. I always find that it's better to just go down into the to the dark side, do your business, get the fuck out of there. Mm. Go to the dark side in the different area code. Go get your fun. Be back at the crib. And men are almost what? Almost always in the power position. This is why it's a catch-22. Not only that, women almost always chase men with power or prestige. So it, that's where the trap is. The trap is that women like guys in power. Women are fascinated. They're, um, they're also, um, they tend to do what? They're, they're compelled to react to men in high power. They tend to want to experience men with power and authority. Like that's an attraction to them. And it also can be to your detriment. That's the catch-22. But guys, as a person that's been in the coaching profession, I've seen a lot of situations where that line has been crossed. It's not that they wouldn't, it's that that they shouldn't or couldn't. And then when the shouldn't and couldn't went away, they went and rolled the dice. <laughs> right? Right? Anyway, where are we at? Shout out to D. Will. He says, coach, the same thing happened to me. I was dating a girl from the university for five years. We moved to another city. I helped her get a job in, in human resources. You're in human resources. She ended up married to a guy from her job. The same guy she told me uh, slept with 150 girls and was a snake. He says, don't believe a word they say, LOL. Man was clapping them cheeks at work and coming home to me. Sad. Sad. Yep. So the guy, that happens, guys. That's that's many times the guy. I'm going to tell you something here as a as a bit of information here. If she's talking about a man at work, if she brings it up, see, women are women are cunning, but they're not able to hide their tracks. 
if she's talking about a guy at her job and she mentions him more than twice, if she's talking about a guy at her gym and she mentions him more than twice, a guy in her class, a guy at her job, she's infatuated with that guy. Even if she talks negative about that guy, something's drawing her to that guy. So that guy could be the guy, the snake, the asshole, the brown noser, the guy that sleeps around at the job, the guy that fornicates with everybody at the gym. She could know full well this guy clapping all the girls' cheeks at the gym. She wants that guy. She's getting drawn in by that guy. And yes, she could be married and in a relationship. She could talk about this guy so funny. She could talk about, oh, this guy does a little funny dance when I'm in the gym. Everybody laughs at him. She could talk about the dude that's an asshole that fornicates with everybody at the job. She wants to be next in line. And she thinks she's going to be able to change that guy. Pre-selection. Curiosity kills the cat. Trust me. When you hear it once, you better pay attention. When you hear it twice, just look at her. When you hear it a third time, just say, if you're in a relationship, you know, this is the third time you've been talking about this gentleman. I've never even asked about him. Why do you, Why have you brought him up three times? And then let her spin all of your insecurity. Oh, I don't know. Oh, don't worry about him. Oh, I just thought I'd tell you. I'm just talking, bro. What if he's gay? Don't matter. That one right there is going to get you guys. Yep, she'll introduce you to him. Oh, this is the guy I was talking about. Remember, that's the one I was talking about. Look at him. Did you be laughing? Oh, he think he's such a guy. He think he hot shit. I hate him. Look at him. He thinks because he's sexy and he has a good body that he thinks he, all the girls like him, but I don't like him. I would never be with a guy like that. Man, she'll be in a work closet. Skeeting up her guts. It's all she'll do is shimmy down her dress and report back to her desk. <laughs> Jay Flo says, I think we're under attack. Uh-oh, where? Everywhere at this point. New, 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 new world order. All right, sad times here. Yes, we're under attack from everywhere. Let me check and clear these up and we're going to get out of here. Hey, shout out to the Quantum says, I have to defend the along back in the 80s and the 90s high school Girls dated older men was not uncommon. He says, I remember many instances of this when I was in high school. However, in the 90s, feminism in the church ended this. Very, very true. Guys, in our past, these things that with the age things, it's getting out of control now. Right? Not, not only is it getting out of control, it's getting out of control on both sides. Like, people are acting like it's not happening, and it's happening. Right? I mean, we see it right in front of our eyes, and then we get evidence. We're like, oh, he's a metaphile, right? So it's happening more than we know. I mean, we, it's happening. We acknowledge it's happening, but we just are blind eye. Not only that, that's number one. Number two, then they're trying to raise the age overnight, right? Then they'll be like, well, she's 18. That's reprehensible. And you'd be like, nah, not so much. Then they'll be like, it should be 22. And you're like, okay. Then they'll be like, you shouldn't be with nobody under 29. You're like, what? what? Mm -hmm. Like the one woman in the video 
She said this dude should be arrested for dating an underage 21-year-old. Now, see, that's an example of raising the age inadvertently. The age of consent is not even near 21. Not even near. But the fact that she could say underage 21 is an in instance where they raise it in your mind <laughs> and you miss it. You don't get that, the, that they've raised it in, in their mind, right? Well, it doesn't matter if it's legal. It shouldn't be, bruh. Not only that, then you got Instagram hookers, OnlyFans, uh, girls that aren't seeking. Like, you could see it. Girls on Instagram getting flown out. You actually see it. You actually see it happening. And then be like, well, it ain't happening. Mm. Girls on Snapchat premium. Your girlfriend's doing it. Her friend's doing it. Girls sleeping with coaches and university professors. Girls sleeping with the senior VP and the executive. You hear story after story. Girls getting flown out. You'll see it right there. You'll see it at the Greyhound station. You'll see her at the airport. You'll see her on Instagram uh, bragging about it. You'll see it and then won't call it out. But then all of a sudden, here you, I mean, it's, it's a mind F. Shout out to... <laughs> We're going to call you Kevin. He says, haven't heard from E.K. Buike, LOL. Shout out to the coach gang. All right. Shout out to Mr. E.K. Buike. E.K. Buike, where is he at? We're almost done. Yeah, Dubai. Guys, in Dubai, in Dubai, I'm going to just let you guys know. In Dubai, this is not, this is secondhand knowledge. If you're over 25, you're an old bro. Like, you ain't getting in no clubs mm. as a woman. Like, you're not getting in no clubs. You ain't about to make no money. You ain't about to have no parties. Like, you about to get into, like, 25 is the limit for the higher-end guys. I know you could go to be like a sex in the city and go to Dubai, and yes. Yeah, they'll be like, she's a baby. She's 24, a baby. They'll be like, they'll call her a baby. What? Like, come on. Like, these are the things that we talk about. Oh, that she's just a baby at 24. Like, that. she's not a baby. Let's just get this right. She's clearly not a baby. Is she young and dumb? Yes. <laughs> yes, she's young and dumb. All right, baby is a little bit of a stretch. That would be a significant stretch of the imagination to even forgo there. Now, if it's your relative, yes, that girl is stupid at 24. This is why I always tell you, don't listen to women that are in their 20s. They know nothing. But a lot of you guys will trade your whole life for that woman. I'm in love with her. How old is she, 24? Okay, she don't know nothing. She's dumb. No, she's not. She's very intelligent. She got two degrees. And ladies, if you disagree with me, if you disagree with me, I want you to tell these young men, and we'll leave it at this. Ladies that are over 40, actually 35. Ladies that are over 35. I always ask you that. If you're over 35, would you listen? Would you listen to the 24-year-old version of yourself right now? Would you follow the advice of the 24-year-old version of yourself? Would you think the 24-year-old version of self is mentally ready more than the 35-year-old version of yourself? That's your answer, gentlemen. That's all you need to know. There's women that are 35 listening to me right now, divorced from the guy they met at 24, and she thinks that guy ruined his life. Mm. 
I mean, ruined her life. That guy ruined my life. I was dumb. I should have never picked that ninja. There you go. There's your answer. But right now, you're 24, and the woman right now is singing your praises. Oh, you're the best. We have the best love. Our love is like no other love. Oh, my God, we'll be together forever. We're going to go to a distance. We'll be together until infinity, until return, until Wakanda. Ten years later, that's the woman that's divorcing you, and she's she's hiding your kids from you. She divorced, graping you to kingdom come right now. And she's out here planning her whole life, setting her whole life on fire right now. Yep, and she was 24, and she convinced you to lay down the gauntlet. <laughs> I don't listen to them in their 20s. I'll be with them, but I ain't got. they ain't got nothing to tell me. Nothing. Shout out to the coach gang. We'll be back in here tonight with a one, another wonderful story. And uh, I can't even get my timing down. And we're out of here, White Wolf style. Peace. Hey, guys. White Wolf here. So we've got... What's your name again? Reese. Reese killed it. This one? Her name is something Cohen. A.M. A.M. Cohen. 